2: Good morning, and welcome to the serious side
3: of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now, here's your host, J. Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful
4: introduction, and good morning. Today is November 14th, 2021, and here are the topics that we will discuss on this week's edition of the Serious Side of the Jake Brown Show.
5: The defense resting its case in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who shot and killed Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum and wounded Gage Grosskreutz using an AR-15-style rifle during protests last summer following the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Remember, he came across the line too young to legally carry that weapon because he says he thought it looked cool.
1: In a newly released interview, former
3: President Trump defending rioters who chanted, Hang Mike Pence, during the January 6th Capitol insurrection.
1: We're coming back with breaking news on former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, who you may remember the House found in contempt of Congress for refusing to cooperate with the January 6th Select Committee. That matter was referred to the Department of Justice for possible criminal charges. NBC News Justice correspondent Pete Williams uh, has some new developments on this. Pete, what's up?
6: Well, the grand jury now has indicted Steve Bannon for contempt of Congress. This is the contempt charge that was referred to the uh, U.S. uh, Attorney's Office here in Washington on October 27th. Dr. James Whitfield, who is the first-ever black principal at Colleyville Heritage, says it is backlash over allegations he promoted the teaching of critical race theory in classrooms. Trustees deny that. Now has 15 days to decide whether he's going to appeal what the school board decided last night.
3: Online radio at its best.
5: Dear Lord, I do not know who or what will cross my path on this day but I know that you are my rock and my fortress. As always, you are my shield and my strong tower. Please help me to attach myself to you today. Also, teach me how to stand strong in you, and choose only your way on this day. Help me walk in your truth, and not my feelings. Lord help me embrace anything that comes my way as a chance to see you at work and as an opportunity to point others your way. Father, thank you for loving me, and nothing can ever take that away from me. Even if I fail on this day, and fall short, you whisper your unconditional love deep into my soul, and remind me that your mercies are new every morning. That truly amazes me, Lord. Thank you for meeting with me today. Would you wake me again tomorrow with the same sweet whisper of your love? I can't wait to meet with you again. In Jesus' name. Amen.
4: in three four seven eight five oh one two seven two it's the serious side on a beautiful sunday hope you guys are enjoying the sunday uh hope you're enjoying this day, no matter where you are in this country or in this world i'm jay ryle of course i'm never here by myself vanessa may bell is in the house mr les is in the house good morning to my big sis what's going on vanessa how you doing
0: good morning jay good morning everybody Glad to be here. It's a beautiful day. A little chilly, but it's beautiful here in Houston.
4: Absolutely. I agree with you, Ditto. Glad that you are in the house now. I want to take a, a moment to, uh, just a moment of reflection. So usually I'm saying the brother from the Carolinas, uh, Mr. Johnny D, in the place to be, but he is not here. He is here in spirit, so let me introduce him and let the spiritual whatever reach him wherever he is. Now, the man who's the first and the last word the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S in the house. Good morning, Mr. LS. How are you?
7: Well, good, 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 good morning to you and Ron. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, man. The music. Good morning, Mama B. Ron. Good morning, Rich Sister. Ron. Good morning, Captain Williams. Good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome.
4: Mr. L. S. Keeping it uh, traditional. I like that. Uh Johnny D. once again, no longer on the show, but he will be, you know, making an appearance every now and then, hopefully. And our brother, Mr. Jerome Buscreek, who I call the smartest man in the world, usually joins us after his commitment for Clear Channel Radio. But we hold it down until then. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. 1272 We have a lot to get into today. Today's show is jam-packed. There are a lot of things that are not going to be discussed during the course of the show. And I tell you what, we're going to try to get as much of it in right now because this is the time that I call point a personal privilege, where we kind of wrap and clap for a few. So now, a couple of things I want to talk about uh, here. Uh, The big thing I want to talk about, though, is in the Ahmaud Arbery uh, trial, the attorney stands up and says, we can no longer have more black ministers coming to. This is persuading the jury when black ministers show up. I mean Vanessa, I heard you go. Ah, Vanessa, what? Come on now. Are, are we really playing this game? What say you? Uh,
0: <laughs> okay. So this boy is playing the crying fake crying card. Can't get no tears out card. The the black people oh. card. I mean just. And he's gonna
4: get away you're, with this mess. Hold on, hold on, you're mixing them going up to now. He's gonna get Ahma-
0: away with this
4: insanity. You're mixing them up. You're mixing them up. Ah, Ahmad Alberry, the the attorney for Ahmad in the Ahmad uh, in the case, said this. This is not uh, Rittenhouse. We're gonna talk about him doing the show, Rittenhouse. This is the My guy, bad. the three My men. Bad. Yeah, the three men. My there you bad. go. The three men who ran yeah. down Ahmad Arbery That guy.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so said.
0: sorry. Yeah. I just kind of paid more attention to that case with his crazy behind. So I'm going to pass it and let Les comment on that one because, you know, I wasn't in town, but I was listening to that other crazy boy more.
4: Yeah. So now, but, any, but, but see, here's the thing. You don't have to listen to the case, Vanessa, to have an opinion on the fact that this guy stands up in court and says that the reason they're concerned is because uh, Al Sharpton, who was sitting on the last row oh, in, yeah, in the courtroom. yeah, in the
0: courtroom. Yeah.
4: Exactly.
0: Okay.
4: And so he yeah. makes this comment that Jesse Jackson was one. You know, they have always villainized uh, villainized uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Exactly. Those, those are their go-to people when they feel threatened. So now, you wanna give us a quick comment on that or should I just slide on to still yet?
0: They're crazy. I did hear about that. Somebody over here was outraged when that was going on. Saying that Tell who can be in the courtroom and who can sit there and who can be in there. And now that they wanna start passing judgment on who they can allow in the courtroom. I think I would have to... it's okay. ridiculous. ridiculous. It's just totally ridiculous. (laughs) Mr. Elias, you know what he said? They're
4: going to bring 100. I hope 100 black pastors show up on Monday because that's the intent. Okay, you don't want one? We're going to bring 100. What say you, Mr. Elias?
7: Well, you know, in in, in case you don't know what the dog whistle is, is that we got enough of you Negroes in here. Don't bring no more is what he's saying. You know? Oh, yeah. Enough of you prominent Negroes who who can speak out and, and and, and let this case be lost to us. We got enough of y'all coming in here. Don't don't none of y'all, none of y'all, nobody else come back in here. We don't need y'all in here no more. That's what he said. And he said, "Well, if this did offend anyone, then I apologize." Hell, how would it offend you if all I'm doing is just sitting there comforting the family? And that bothers you? That tells you how that tells you how messed up that case is, man. Wow, yeah, that tells you how messed up that case is
4: the same attorney who said that there are not enough bubbles in the jury pool now keep in mind now there are all, the jury is all white with the exception of one brother uh, I think there are 10 females and 2 men I can't remember the, the, the sexual or the uh, makeup as far as male female but he said that there's not enough bubbles in the jury pool this is uh wacko stuff that's going on down there, and I tell you what just another day in paradise right here in the good old u s of a All right, another thing I want to talk about uh, Americans favorably favorably are in favor i should say of the uh, the infrastructure bill that was passed sixty one percent approves of it right uh Also, Americans are looking at the possible build back better. The second part of this bill, they're looking at that favorably. But Joe Biden's mm-hmm. poll numbers are still very, very low. This goes back to what we've always talked about, the low-information voter. There was another poll taken, and a lot of Americans are not associating uh, a lot of the things that are happening with the Biden administration, which is ridiculous. So you and I, Mr. Elias, have had this argument about uh, uh, messaging mm-hmm. and things of this mm-hmm. nature. I-, yeah. I just don't know what else they can do. I mean, they're on Get all out. the major kick—what? what
7: Get out! What can they get do? Out and everyone, and every one of them, you like the Republican party. Every time somebody talks and speak about something different, you bring it back to the bill Back Better order, the, the infrastructure bill. What about that infrastructure bill we got? What about that infrastructure? Because that's the damn Republican. well, uh, I, 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 I tell you what, Mitch McConnell day, every day.
4: Mitch McConnell goes to Kentucky and says, this is a godsend. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Donald Trump sends a message out saying, okay, Mitch, we're going to come after you. And now all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell is going to be in a at the signing tomorrow, Vanessa. It's amazing how much impact and how much Mm -hmm. power this guy still has. This guy is, as Donald Trump still has over the Republican Party.
7: I need to stand up to him. That's the problem. They don't stand up to him. They've been, they've been well, a part me when they when it comes to him. Go for this.
0: Well, he just he threatens the party because so many people still follow him have signed Trump 2024. I mean, so he So i I'm sorry, go this. Uh-huh. Did you not see what I said? Okay. Pop has a leash around their neck. Can you hear me? Yes. People still donate. People still ride around with the stickers. People still think that the Democrats cheated. So, um, I, I just hope y'all. Let me put, let me say this, y'all. I'm so shocked that by now they haven't found something on this man. To put a felony on him or something so that he can't run and if he can't run then people will have enough fits to stop donating their money to him not everybody that donates this kids crazy behind is rich some of them are poor they live in well I don't want to say trailer parks because that's just so rude but you know they're just not financially <laughs> up there and they're donating money to this idiot, and he's using it for his uh, his lawyer fund, is what he's doing with right. it, uh, yeah. and has been threatened about if you decide that you're going to not run or pull away from us and get your own party, we're not going to back you or help you pay your bills. So I'm so sick of him. I'm so sick of when they say he's out talking, he's out doing um, I don't know, what do you call Rallies or whatever it is. I just can he not just disappear and go away? And I, I mean, just go away.
4: Well, I was reading an article the other day, and they were talking about both Democrats and Republicans are contemplating a future without Donald Trump. Good luck with that. Uh, I, I think what he has done—I just don't see how— the stain that this man has left, I said this before, you're going to need a whole bunch of Ajax to get this stuff out of here. I mean, he he is, uh, I, I'm amazed. And we'll, we'll definitely have more conversation about the nonsense that this president, our ex-president, continues to put out there in the atmosphere. One last thing, you know, I want to try to sneak in in the last two minutes we have left. Um, Mr. Elliott, John Gruden is suing the NFL. Saying that they leaked his emails, <laughs> so, so so wait a minute. You say something crazy, and it gets leaked to the public. Now you're going to sue the NFL for making the emails of you talking about gay people and African Americans. Uh, you're going to sue them. I
7: mean, my God, this is what we're really doing. Your fault. Of course they are. You didn't think you didn't think they would. Come on, man. This is the world that we live in now, Jay, and, and you don't. I mean, people don't get it. They're like like Marjorie Marjorie Green, this half of took oh, everybody all so the republic that voted for voted for the uh the infrastructure bill, she put their names and numbers out there. See, I would have yeah. put her i I'd put her name, her number, I'd have put her children's number, I'd have put her husband's number, I'd put her entire family's number out there. You wanna play oh, the what game? I'd go lower. Why? I'd go,
8: lower. Why? I'd go
7: lower. Because guess
4: what?
7: Do you think she's okay?
4: I'm pretty sure she knows that that could be a possibility. I don't think she cares, and, and, and that just huh? her are This guy puts out a a, a video of him killing uh, a O C and trying to make an attempt to kill the president nothing from the republicans but they went yeah. a doo-doo vanessa when uh kathy griffin did that whole thing with trump cutting trump's head off they were just beside themselves you haven't heard anything from them not a peep she nothing. lost
0: her whole livelihood behind that she lost uh. everything behind that it's just that's just unbelievable. And then the guy who played Trump, um, Mike Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. Alex Baldwin he has gotten in trouble because of the gun shooting and now yep. I've even heard on Facebook people say that's goody for him because of what he did to Trump. So I'm yep. like, Really? Trump can get out there and yep. say anything, do anything and y'all think it's yep. fine. But let somebody else do it or say it it's an issue.
4: Mm. Wow, crazy stuff. All right, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Coming up in NPR News Update, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. The heavy lifting begins after this. You're listening to the Sirius out of the J. Riles Show, 347-850-1272. What a beautiful day. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your Sunday. Have a cup of joe, get ready for church, and then listen to us until you make that faithful trip to your place of worship. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The
9: Serious Side of the Jay Rouse Show. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. President Biden's climate envoy, John Kerry, says the deal reached this weekend at the UN Climate Conference in Scotland has a few problems, but that it's a good deal for the world.
6: We emerge from Glasgow having dramatically raised the world's ambition to solve this challenge in this decade and beyond.
9: Tensions, though, rose on the final day at the COP26 summit in Glasgow, Scotland, as India succeeded in changing the language about the use of coal, the biggest source of greenhouse gases, from phasing out to phasing down. The BBC's Matt McGrath reports this left many unhappy with the final version of the climate deal. The bigger
4: question, of course, is does all this keep the goal of keeping temperatures under 1.5 degrees Celsius alive this century? And people use various words. It's on life support. It's been weakened, but it's still there. I think overall my sense would be that it gives us some hope
6: that this threshold can be avoided. But when you look at the reality of the world, what's happening in the world, and the bend in the emissions curve that has to take place over the next eight or nine years, it's an incredibly difficult task.
9: There were protests in the Netherlands this weekend as residents and business owners demonstrated against renewed coronavirus restrictions. Terry Schultz reports a surge in COVID-19 cases prompted the Dutch government to impose a partial lockdown for at least the next three weeks.
3: Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte says strict new measures, including shutting down bars and restaurants early and limiting social gatherings, are necessary to, quote, deliver a hard blow to the virus. Infections are soaring in the Netherlands, as in much of Europe, despite almost three-quarters of the Dutch population being fully vaccinated. In the northwestern city of Leowarden, local news media showed people setting small fires and shooting off fireworks in a downtown square. Riot police were called in and more than a dozen people were reportedly arrested. In the southern city of Breda, bars and restaurants defied the order to close at 8 p.m. and stayed open. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Brussels.
9: A healthcare provider Kaiser Permanente has reached a tentative deal with workers and their unions averting a strike NPR's Maria Andrusovic.
3: More than 30,000 healthcare workers were ready to walk off the job on Monday in protest of staffing shortages and a two-tier wage system that would have paid new hires up to 39% less. But on Saturday, an alliance of unions representing Kaiser Permanente workers in eight states reached a tentative four-year agreement with the health care network. The new contract abandons the two-tier system and, according to union leader Hal Ruddick, guarantees fair wages and benefits for every alliance member. The union is expected to vote on the agreement within weeks. Maria Andrusovich, NPR News.
9: The FBI is acknowledging that hackers compromised the agency's email servers this weekend and sent tens of thousands of spam messages. The FBI says the hardware uh, impacted was quickly taken offline when the hack was discovered. This is NPR News.
1: online radio at best.
5: This time the 18-year-old defendant didn't take the stand so there were no tears today. What we saw was really unbelievable. The judge asking the jury to leave the room twice for the second day in a row while he got into
2: it with the prosecutor.
10: It certainly was my impression that uh, we were talking about video of the entire episode Um, and uh, not that it, it certainly in my mind was not limited to uh, the the uh, uh, specific numbers on this observation point list that you're talking about, I'm a little bit challenged when you say, uh, is there something that I'm saying that draws the face that you're making? I go ahead, say what you I want have to say. to say, Your Honor. Yesterday,
5: I was uh, the target of your ire for disregarding your orders. Today, the defense is disregarding your order. Uh, yesterday, um, I, I was under the court's ire. You no, know, I don't want to talk about... Well, why don't I, I, we I think it? it's a fundamental fairness on issue. You're on. All right, okay. say what you if, want to if, say. If I'm being held to uh, obey the court's orders, uh, I'm asking that the defense be held to that too. Uh, this is something we litigated at a Daubert hearing. We spent time on it. You know,
10: I am going to interrupt you, and I'm, and I'm going to let you talk again. Okay. But I was talking yesterday about the Constitution of the United States and how the Supreme Court has interpreted it for 50 years. That's not what we're talking about here today.
4: Welcome back. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. 1. Jurors in the homicide trial of Kyle Rittenhouse to get the liberations expected early this week. The young man's actions during a night of unrest in the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, last year will not be in dispute. Rittenhouse, then seventeen, shot at four people with a semi-automatic rifle, killing two of them and wounding another. Nearly all of it was captured on video that was analyzed frame by frame over the last two weeks. The prosecution has sought to portray Rittenhouse as a teenage vigilante who illegally possessed the gun and acted criminally and recklessly. Defense lawyers, backed up by the defendant's riveting and emotional testimony, argued that he acted in self-defense after closing arguments set for Monday. The jury will then get the case. We'll start right there. not sure if anyone's paying attention to this thing i hope folks are paying attention to this um i've been watching it um you know and i'm here to tell you that uh judge seems a little biased to me i it's hard to watch this uh without saying and i agree with what vanessa said at the top i really truly think this kid is going to get get away with it he's baby-faced he sit there and you know, cried all those crocodile tears. I didn't see any tears falling down his eyes and I have an HDTV. I just can't believe that uh he's going to be convicted. Let me start with you, Miss Delias. I'm not sure how much of the uh coverage you've seen, uh, but the judge in his case, in my opinion, man, I you know, some of the things he's you know, he has really been browbeating the uh, uh the the mm-hmm. prosecutors. And, and now, now, look, in fairness, uh, most of this is being done, you know, not in front of the uh, uh, jurors, but every time he is about to browbeat, you know, the prosecution or the prosecutor, he, he excuses the jury. And so if you're sitting in the jury pool, you're saying, oh, he, this guy must be doing something wrong he Can't And remember, they have to prove this beyond a reasonable doubt. So my question for you is uh, give me your thoughts on the trial, and do you think the prosecution uh, overcharged in this case? Because now they're coming back and asking the judge to allow the, judge, the jury to consider lesser charges because I think they can see what's happening here. Give me your thoughts on this thing, man.
7: Well, they're probably asking for lesser charges because they know the judges; he's not impartial. Come on, let's just be honest. This this, this kid went across. Now, his, we got we got we got black mothers who are who are being thrown in jail for taking their kids to a different school and signing their kids up for a different school. Huh. This, this is what's happening in the United States of America. Now, here you got well. a, a mother who takes her kid across state lines. Would an AR-15 to protect I don't know yes, she did that. Money. Oh, she did. Did she take she him, him or did he line. go on his yes. own? She took him. I thought he went, went
4: on his own. I, I, no, I, thought I, heard, he him. I thought I heard that he illegally, and this is another thing,
7: I thought his I heard that him.
4: he illegally, he did he wow. Okay. Asking.
7: All right. I just said, no, I want to clarify. Wow. State lines to protect somebody else's property? Really? Wow. And there's a, there's a question mark on this to say, uh, is, is he going to get off or not? Hell, you go across state lines with a gun, go to Illinois with a gun from Indiana and see what happens if you don't have the right paperwork. This clown went across from Illinois to, to Wisconsin to, to, protect somebody, to protect somebody with an AR-15. And then you, you're in the bars giving the white people signs Doing all this other stuff with the Proud Boys, but you're not a white supremacist. Come on. Well, that
4: information not Come being on. On. see. That's see. See, listen. I'm glad you brought that up they because that information is not being allowed exactly. But no. we watch right. how we watch how the defense. In the uh, 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 Trayvon Martin case, they were able to bring up these videos of him flashing gang signs and you know with reefer's in his mouth. But you know, once again, you know this judge in Wisconsin, Vanessa, he's saying that the prosecution cannot call the victims victims because what it does is it portrays a certain whatever to the jurors. However. The defense, they are allowed to call uh, people who were shot, uh, you know, rioters and looters. And, I mean, listen, I've heard a lot of legal experts say that basically the prosecution did step in it because they they did something that they weren't supposed to do. But I still cannot believe what's going on here. Matter of fact, this is the same judge, and we talked about this last week, who said, well – the jury, you know, if looked at the jury, jury, you would say, yeah, their intent are to keep black people or people of color off the jury. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and allow the case to move forward anyway. I mean, this is a bunch of nonsense. Give me your thoughts on this.
0: You, Jay. <laughs> I'm trying to be calm and low-key. Who's and- You know, so first of all, let me say that he mama is sitting out in the audience, and she's giving him the cue. When the mama started crying, he started crying. He (laughs) couldn't cough up no tears, so he started gagging. (laughs) So he did. And the next thing is when he said... The, one of the the, uh, the lawyer said, did you know it was a curfew? Yeah, but people wasn't abiding by it. He said, but yep. did you know there exactly. was a curfew and you still came over to another town that didn't have anything to do with you? Well, I was just trying to help to protect. And then I felt bodily harm coming toward me. Take your know, trifling gun-packing illegally ass back across state lines because you shouldn't have been there in somebody else's business in the first place. So I don't understand why they're not getting him on that when he said, well, yeah, but um, the other people wasn't abiding by the curfew. Okay. So that make it right? And that's just what the lawyer said. So that makes it right? So then he called the man and asked the man, can we protect your car dealership? Is that man related to you? Do you know that man? Why do you mm. care about that man's car cars in that lot and you wanna protect mm. him? Okay. Then you were packing this gun and you said I was too young to purchase the gun, so somebody purchased the gun for me. Yo, dumbass. Mm. So can just see another Trayvon Martin coming through this because every time he wants to, to chastise the other side, he sends the juror out. Why are you sending the yep. jury out? Because you don't want the jury to see that what you're doing is wrong. So me, I'm going to watch a little bit more of this case, and I'm going to be done with this because you can already see where this case is going. But you know yep. what? And you know what? I'm like this, Jay, because you know for a year you had Trayvon Martin posted that because you just couldn't, you just couldn't. So for me, I know this is where this is going. I'ma look at a little yep. bit more. I'm done with this. Because this this is just how the world is when it comes to white people. Yeah, I said it. And I'm yeah, I said it when it comes to white people getting away with stuff because other white people helped them. And this judge is going to help this little boy get away with packing a gun and shooting another person. And wasn't the other person white? Well, everybody, I mean, all the victims
4: were white. Yeah, all the victims were white. The two he killed were white.
0: Yeah, and you're coming across straight minds shooting up your own folk. And the judge is, He's gonna be the kind of judge that lets that little boy here in Houston, J, get away with it because he said his parents was rich and he didn't know how to be a regular person. You know what I'm, doing, I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 The boy, yeah. Who, but said, the boy who said he didn't go to jail because he didn't know no yeah. better because he was rich. Okay, so in did it. that's huh? It,
7: it was called you, influenza. It was called influenza.
0: Influenza. Okay, so hey, they're going to charge gonna say, yeah. this little boy with being confused of the laws, or they're going to charge him with something petty like he was out past curfew. You watch. Yeah.
11: Yeah. They're,
0: gonna, they're going to do something petty to let this little boy get off, and he's going to turn right around and do it again. But he going to run up against the wrong person. Please come to Texas. Please come to Texas, honey, because the Texas does... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me let me let me let me
4: know. Now you are the people. Okay. the views and opinions of this folks. Well, yeah. No, Jay, no, no. I'm not I'm not I mean. know what you're doing. I'm
0: talking I know about, what you're
4: doing. about how
0: Abbott. Yeah. Is that so packed. I saw a girl. Jay, I saw a girl up in Home Depot with a gun on her hip. It's well, like there you go. ain't no harm in
4: It's the wild, wild west. Me, I mean, you know, listen. Depot, they, Well, hey, look, uh, you can't beat them, join them. Now, you're right, you said something I thought was interesting, (laughs) Vanessa, how you talked about how this judge, and I remember there was a line of questioning where the prosecution was asking this witness, so you have an AR-15, when you shot these people, your intent was to, to kill them. No, it was intended to to, to stop the threat. Well, okay, but that's to kill him. And he kept going. He said, well, let me ask you a question. Does someone throwing a water bottle uh, at you justify uh, deadly force? uh no does anyone burn up a car does that justify he was trying to uh get this guy to contradict himself and the judge stopped him and stopped him on this line of questioning saying well you know ignorance of the law is not an excuse but we already know that this boy didn't know. it was just it's just something that i've never seen before let's bring in the smartest man in the world mr jerome is from spree net, and the man who brings you on a weekly basis on a need to know basis good morning jerome how are you sir I'm good. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, man. <laughs> good morning, Jerome. Nah, I hey, good, good morning, Vanessa. Morning, how I hey, feel.
2: Elias. How you doing, bro?
4: Okay. I'm good, bro. Jerome. All right. all right. Listen, man. I don't know how much of this you've been watching, but look, I agree with Vanessa. I think this guy is going to walk. I really and truly believe it. I believe the fact that they're going to look at this whole thing, the fact that one of the guys that he shot had a pistol, they're going to say, oh, my God, his life was threatened. But at the end of the day, his ass should have never been there, first of all. Second of all, why the hell was he packing an AR-15 illegally? But they're going to ignore all that, and I guarantee you that this dude is going to walk. Give me your opinions on this whole thing, man.
2: Um. Yeah, and I don't even know where to
4: begin with this.
2: He crossed state lines with
4: with a uh, with a uh, um. Mhm. The well, AR fifteen was already there. Fair. Remember, because cause he said that his friend, I thought he said he, his, his friend it. at his. Yeah, but he kept it at his friend's no, house because he that. knew he could. This. He did okay. All right, my bad. Go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, and but he still crossed with it, so those are yep. federal charges. Now,
2: yep. so as far as the murder charges. It was funny kind of watching that for him to act like he was crying because he felt like he was being under attack, that, that mm. he was being attacked. The funny thing about that is that you that you're being attacked because you just killed somebody. So people were chasing you down because you killed somebody, and then they actually tried to make a case that he felt threatened. That's why he shot everybody else. Right? We don't get to parse this stuff like that. When you're black, if you you black, if you did one thing, like if you if you walked into a bank and well matter of fact I'm not gonna even do do a comparison because here here's the problem with this we make all kind of excuses for white people and anytime they make anytime they do something we have to parse it well he shot him but was he feeling this way You don't give a damn mm. if somebody black did something they want to throw the book at them forget this fool and like Vanessa said you know what sometimes street justice is the only justice. So y'all take that for what y'all want, for what it's worth, because we can't keep going through this psychotic um, episode of trying to get a system that protects, especially white men, but in addition to white females, protects them at all costs. You know, there are white folks who are killing children and stuff, and I can give you stories if you think I'm just making this up. I can give you stories, but who will kill their child, and they'll be like, oh, they were just under stress, and they'll let them go. Whereas, whereas you can be in an accident, you know, right? There's a story that I have for today. McDonald's CEO blaming black parents for their two children getting killed, and one was killed by a policeman. So now yep, his dad wants that. to apologize and wants to talk to the family. Like, this is madness. So for me to even wrap my head around what I think white, white people are going to do about that particular situation with that white kid... There, there, I have no comment on that. That's above my pay grade, because it's a pathology that we're dealing with that we never like to talk about. It seemed like it should be open and shut. If you're on the jury, he crossed state lines. He killed somebody, right? But it's gonna be like, a
0: Trayvon Martin. It is. He's gonna get away no, with
2: it. No, Trayvon Martin is is a lot different because in Trayvon Martin's case, that guy literally hunted Trayvon Martin. So Trayvon Martin defended himself and fought the dude and beat his ass, and then the kid kills him and says, oh, I was in self-defense. And the jury said, oh, yeah, he was defending himself. He was stalking the black kid while he was walking home, and he pled self-defense. So you okay, can see so what, that's like, what I'm saying, Jerome.
0: This boy was stalking everybody out there that was riding, and then he's claiming self-defense and killed somebody. It's the same but, thing. This boy is right, claiming. I understand, but I'm saying the jury. Now, did you they he the... kept saying over and over and over? He kept saying it. I was defending myself because I felt harmed. That boy must have said that four times back to back. I said, if you say it one more time, I'm going to throw this damn makeup at that telephone. He kept saying that. <laughs> but, but that's,
2: that's what police are <laughs> <and> their <laughs> coach to do, too. But, th- but think about it, because this is a play on words, right? You, you need to know how to work a system. So every time they kill someone, the guy can be unarmed by himself, and they will say, I feared for my life when I shot him. It's just a word. So the jury has something to hang his hat on. But how stupid do you really have to be to say that the unarmed guy, while you had an AR-15, was scaring you so you had to shoot him? Right? So to try to make everybody else a boogeyman is kind of what they do. Every time somebody black is... Black is killed, they run background checks and say, well, he smoked weed in the fifth grade. And it's like, what does that have to do with what he was doing right now? (laughs) Right? They figure out something to scare you into saying, well, maybe he deserved it. Maybe you were scared. It's like, how did you know that he smoked weed in the fifth grade when you met him on that street, when you shot him? Right? That makes logical sense. But it doesn't. They're looking for excuses to acquit. And so all they do is throw a bunch of excuses to acquit someone, even though it makes no logical or even common sense that that is the society that we live in. And as we try to explain that to people on this show all the time, we sit here and try to go through this logical explanation about why this does not make sense. And I'm convinced that that's above our prey grade. If you already believe that nonsense, then there's something wrong with you. You need, you need to do some studying and some soul searching, right? I was at a, at a, at a gala last night, and i was pretty much one of the only black folks there. And I can tell you part of the conversation that I was in, I had to explain to them that if you, which I know a lot of people there did support Trump, if you supported Trump or you believe that he's the second coming, something is wrong with you. I don't care how much money yeah. you have. Something right. is wrong with you, and you need to own it. So, for us to rake this over the coals is maddening on our side because technically we don't have no work to do here.
4: Wow. Well, that being said, sir, uh, man, that's good stuff. Way to end it up. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Uh, question for you: When can kids safely take off their mask in school? About three-fourths of the nation's largest districts require masks at the start of school at the start of school year. Recently the calls by some parents to unmask children have grown louder, especially now that there is a COVID-19 vaccine available with emergency authorization for children as young as five years old. This week's edition of four minutes or less, something that you need to know, we will hear opinions of a number of experts on this matter it's convenient time in four minutes or less something that you need to know we'll be right back after this
3: now that vaccines are authorized for children ages five through eleven many parents want to know when their kids can take their masks off especially at school Coming up, we'll visit a district where students are taking off masks for the first time. But first, education correspondent Anya Kamenetz has the latest on the intensely polarized debate over masks. Before we get into this, can we just start by understanding what the official guidance on masking for kids is right now?
1: The CDC says everyone in a K-12 school should stay masked, period. Um, And Rochelle Walensky recently said, you know, at least through the winter months. um, Mm -hmm. Although we know there are many states and districts where masks in school are optional and even some when they are banned. Mm -hmm. Um, But now what's changed, I think, is that there are more and more kind of mainstream medical experts saying we need to set a timeline for lifting these remaining mask mandates safely. Um, So, for example, when the vaccine for children has been around for, let's say, eight weeks or when 80% of the students are vaccinated, um, it should be time to take these masks off. Right. So tell us more about the medical
3: professionals you've talked to.
1: So Dr. Jean Noble at UC San Francisco is, fair to say, pretty fed up with masking. She's been really concerned about students' mental health in California and these continued restrictions in a part of the country with very few infections right now and very high rates of vaccination.
3: We're soon going to be entering the third year of this pandemic, and kids have sacrificed a lot. And I think families um, need to know, when is it that our kids' lives are going to go fully back to normal?
1: So Noble is one of the authors of a petition signed by 150 Bay Area health professionals asking the state of California to state clearly when can students take off these masks. If it were up to her, it would be happening by the end of next month after these Pfizer vaccines for children have been around for a while. Are there any places, Anya, that are actually moving in that direction? Yeah, across the country in the state of Massachusetts, the Department of Education has said as soon as a school demonstrates a vaccination rate of 80% or more, that's including both staff and students in the building, everyone who is vaccinated can take their masks off. And our member station colleague Carrie Young at WBUR visited a school in Massachusetts that has done just that. The town of Hopkinton
3: is usually known for its role as the starting line of the Boston Marathon. But it's in the spotlight again as the first district in Massachusetts that's attempting to phase out mask mandates for vaccinated students and staff. To test out the idea, the school committee recently approved a three-week trial run. I stopped by in the middle of week two, just as school was letting out. The scene looked pretty normal as the hallway flooded with students. Many greeted their friends after a day apart, but only about half of the kids were wearing masks.
5: Today I am um, unmasked.
3: I am a masked uh, sophomore at the high school. Senior Owen Schnorr and sophomore Evanya Mather say their decisions are personal. Mather wants to wear a mask until her younger sibling gets vaccinated, but Schnorr says he feels safe without one because about 98% of his classmates are vaccinated. So far, both say they've been surprised at how much they've enjoyed this trial period. It's been really important to me to see my teachers' faces and see their face light up when someone gets a question right. But not everyone is excited about the idea, like Madison Luce, who's a senior. I was absolutely against it. I still am not sure I support it. I just don't, I haven't really established an opinion yet, but so far, I still wish we were all masked. Still, Luce says despite her reservations, she has noticed a lot of unexpected emotional benefits. You're communicating more than like before when it was just like looking at someone's eyes to read their cues.
6: (laughs) Like my English teacher always say to me like it's hard to recognize what we are saying with, with math you cannot see our lips.
3: For students like Mina Youssef who moved here from Egypt two years ago the policy has also made it easier to understand and speak English.
6: So like when we take the mask off, it, it makes it much easier.
3: All of the students I spoke to said this trial run has been an unexpected morale boost even for those who have to stay masked because they aren't vaccinated yet, like Andrew Gaughan.
5: I personally think it's great. I, I really enjoy seeing people's faces. I mean, it just makes for a better experience in school.
3: Hearing such positive reports on the ground from students is a relief for district leaders like School Committee Chair Nancy Kavanaugh. She says making the decision wasn't easy because of the intense debate in the community. We
1: got a lot of people that couldn't
3: imagine that we would even entertain such a decision. And then we got the other side of that of people who are really angry that we won't entertain unmasking our vaccinated students.
11: Right.
3: NPR education correspondent Anya Kamenetz. Anya, thank you so much for bringing us this story. We appreciate it. Oh,
9: thanks, Rachel.
6: Online radio at its best. Were you worried about him during that, that siege? Were you worried
10: about no? His I thought he was well protected, and I, I had heard that he was in good shape.
11: Mm-hmm.
10: No, because uh, I had heard he was in very good shape. But but no. So you I heard think those
6: chants? He, that was terrible. Was, you, know, the, you
10: know he could have. Well, the people were very angry. They were saying, hang my Because tent. it's mm-hmm. it's common sense, John. It's common sense that you're supposed to protect. How can you if you know a
4: voter's fraudulent? Right? Yeah. How
10: can you pass on a fraudulent vote to Congress?
4: <laughs> oh my God! Forty-seven minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And its best uh, that was former President Trump uh, in a taped interview with Jonathan Carl of ABC News in Sydney. Quite extensively, I might add Supporters who threatened to hang His former Vice President Mike Pence We'll start right there Let me start with you, Vanessa You know the thing gets so weird about this thing And this Trump-itis that everyone seems to On the Republican side Has come down with Uh, You know, I can't remember a time If a man called my wife ugly Or if a man said My daddy shot killed JFK Or if a man says Hey, you know what You know, he was safe Uh, You know, the bottom line is He should have supported me And, you know, oh well, they had I mean, I just can't imagine supporting Anyone who says things like that About me And yet, Mike Pence hasn't really said anything against the former, former president and his actions on January 6th. And, and the other guy I was referring to was uh, Cruz who has licked Donald Trump behind so much. It's just amazing to watch this unfold. These are grown ass men uh, who are allowing this to happen. So you heard the taped interview. Donald Trump was like, well, you know, I heard he was all right. Okay. Well, he was okay. But at the end of the day, what do you expect? People were pissed off. They had every right to yell, you know, hang Mike Pence. He didn't say it, but basically that's what he was insinuating. Give me your thoughts on this one, Vanessa.
0: <laughs> Dude, like, it, it, this,
4: is, this is nuts. Nuts.
0: My thoughts are uh, BP Mike, Brother Mike. Brother Mike is Brother not going to say anything because Brother Mike ain't going to say nothing because – Um he wants to eventually run and he doesn't want the Trump party against him. I will say this. No, no, no. You know they're going to kiss butt because they can't afford to have Trump people against them. I will Mm -hmm. say this. Mm -hmm. Just like when Hillary stood beside Bill for all that mess, I did not sleep with that woman. And then I'm sure she cussed him for everything she could think of inside the house. Even though Mike Pence's wife teaches at a religious school, I guarantee you, she has cussed him and talked about his soul in that house, because what wives will <laughs> say to you behind closed doors, they don't necessarily say in public. But they're all oh, serious motives. They're looking at the big picture, and the big picture is they need Trump's people to help Mike Pence get to the White House. And there are some Republicans that don't necessarily like what Trump said and has done about Pence, because I've heard them make comments that they did not think that that was right for Trump to downgrade his BP who has had his back. So there are going to be people that aren't gonna say it out loud and they are going to, de- they're gonna vote for Trump, for uh, Mike Pence. They're gonna defend him. They're gonna have his back because yes, he is worse than Trump, but he is a quiet worse than Trump. There's a difference. Trump is loud and ignorant about what he gonna do to you, my piss just gonna do it. So, and as far as Cruz, all of my political, social, because I'm gonna set up my, and get my Instagram stuff going back up, all of that is gonna go towards getting rid of Ted Cruz and Abbott. That's why I'm not getting burned out. So audience, forgive me. That's why I'm not getting burned out now, because I'm gonna wear y'all butt out when it comes time to get rid of Abbott and Cruz, because I cannot stand them. Cannot well, stand
4: them. I mean, well, Cruz, I thought they have like a six-year, I thought they had like a six-year term in Congress or something like that. I don't know what it is, but, you know, you have to wait a while for that dude. But but, but let's, uh, you know, Jerome, uh, Vanessa brings up some some great points, and The thing about Mike Pence, I've always said this, and we've said this on this show a thousand times, I think that he's more dangerous than Donald Trump because he actually has some political skill sets. He comes across as this well-mannered, just, you know, every man's Republican, white-haired, you know, calls his wife mother, and, and, you know, he's always using words. I mean, He can speak intelligently. I think he's more dangerous because we talked about this in the first segment how americans have a you know they have a favorable opinion on the infrastructure act uh, they have a favorable opinion on the build back better uh, uh uh program that the president is trying to promote but yet still they you know biden's uh, approval ratings Are you know they're very, very low, and the fact that most Americans surveyed didn't realize are not or are not associating some of these programs that are helping their families right now with the Democratic Party. And another poll that came out that said that Americans are more likely to vote 51 to 41 for the Republicans to return to power during the midterm elections. That being said. The reason why Mike Pence scares me, man, is because I really and truly believe that for the low-information voter who's saying, "Look, my life's not changing overnight," they're going to revert back to these clowns that put us in this ditch in the first place. That's all.
2: Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put too much on that. I think that um, really? it'll be okay. a gift to um, Biden if Pence or Trump or any of those fools ran against him. I think what people even Pence. I, I, either one, yeah. It'll wow. be the same thing. I think what people okay. miss is that on off-year elections, non-presidential mm-hmm. elections, ain't nobody paying attention yep. to this stuff like that. So these polls don't even mean squat when it comes down to it because the people who are going to actually vote aren't paying attention. That's why it costs so much money when you run to reintroduce people. The folks that are in the news, you have to remember that the news stations and the news You know, uh, media companies want sensationalized news to get their ratings up. So everything's a crisis or look what Trump said. They're just doing that for shock value. Does that have any impact on the voter? Nope. It has none. Because people who vote are people who read. And you don't – you cannot, like, you know, oversimplify what somebody is going to do when they vote. So these polls mean squat right now. And when you look at them and say, oh – He's polling lower than Trump at this time. Biden is not in the news like Trump. The only time you see Biden in the news is when people are trying to cut him down. But he's not doing any affirmation or any kind of positive news for himself. They don't really do press conferences
4: like that. Wait a minute, though, before you you lose your thought, because I don't want to lose my train of thought, because I want to to ask you something. You said that people that vote usually read. What about these low-information voters, man, who are not reading? What about those people? You're not concerned about those folks infiltrating yeah, this whole thing and yeah, turning it upside down? No,
2: they overemphasize low-information voters. It's like saying okay. voters who are under five, six. Like you're just picking out some, some person. Most people are low-information voters. You know, okay. every year that um, every election season, even this one that just passed, I get, I'm not going to give a number, but I get a lot of phone calls or people saying, like, who should I vote for? you know what happens is that people who are young who don't vote normally, they do go to their parents and somebody else saying, I don't know any of these people, right? So voting has to do with relationships generally on the ground. But television and sensationalized information, then technically by the time, only when you get about a month before that election, do people really start paying attention. What you're dealing with is political hacks or people who – are um who, who are um i don't even know i don't want to call them low information voters i want to call them um um people who like sensationalized news the people who are following fox news all day and still watching that nonsense those people you're not going to be able to to get them to do anything different than what their are brainwashed to do anyway and i don't care how smart you think they are And I'm almost tired of people saying even even wealthy people are doing this. They are just as dumb as anybody else. Just because you have money don't make you smart. Right? If you are if you are Yeah, you are what you eat, right? You know that that Mm -hmm. saying, you are what you eat. You are what you consume. And if you're consuming garbage, you are garbage. So we can't make anybody smarter who does not want to be or who can't hear you. You need to let them exist under whatever terms they choose to exist. But low information voters are just a term that says that you you don't understand the stuff that we understand. And that's just dumb. We can't keep doing that to people. What happens is that people who want to run for office need to affirm their status or their stature while they're running. Give people something to vote for and stop telling them what they don't know. Tell them, right? So you don't have to go through and say, hey, these people are no information voters, so we don't worry about that. Most people don't pay attention to politics. It's not a sport like it is to the rest of us. Politics is literally a sport. So nobody Uh, cares mm -hmm. about this stuff. So even when, you know, um, um, I remember Vanessa when – I don't know was it one of the Obama races or something, and we were having conversations about people need to get out to the vote, and they need to understand this and that. Out of all of the historic stuff that Obama did, right, we still had to tell them. We still had to keep saying, oh, he did this, he did this, he did this. And then when Trump did, ran for reelect, or when Trump is running, we're like, that dude said grab women by the crotch and do this. And people still were like, eh well, I don't really know about Biden. (laughs) Like, they were really doing that. So what's going on now is that Biden's press is so negative from, you know, them talking about his son, which he has no role in government, so we shouldn't even be talking about him. But they would get abstract stuff to dislike Biden about because his press is negative. So the problem is is that when you get ready to run, you have to turn that around. That's why you raise political money um, is to do marketing. Because they yeah. have done some historic stuff already on the Biden administration that nobody is paying attention to because they're talking nonsense by listening to Trump and people like Pence. Those but you guys know should what they be mean, in jail
0: advertise you know, you it though, Jerome, I'm sorry. Say, I'm, before I forget that you you know, first of all I agree with everything you said about um, people not really paying attention to it now because I know yeah. and Abbott and Cruz here in Texas but nobody's really talking about it because they just waiting until it gets closer and they don't want to get stressed out because they've already told me that. So um, right. So I totally agree with that. They're not really paying attention right now uh, and, and talking about it. And I also agree with you when you say Biden is doing stuff. I don't know all of what he's doing, but he's Biden doing lot, is yeah. doing stuff, and people, and, but they're not advertising it or discussing it where people know what he's doing. So, like I said, about a month ago, this girl was at at Bingo sitting behind me, and something came on by bike, and they're like, oh, they're not doing anything because they're too busy typing it out, you know? So, I think that he needs to, um, I hear the music, I think he needs to advertise or do a commercial on what they have to do
2: Yeah, they need to do a better job in marketing, because just getting a child tax credit and having people have more money in their check and doing whether it's infrastructure or making policy changes inside the department, people aren't realizing that that stuff is, is manipulation or it's something that the government did to give you a little bit more leeway, to give you more credit, or even the stimulus stuff that came out that wasn't like, you know, happenstance that the extra, you know, 1200 bucks that you got didn't come from the Biden administration. Like, they didn't push that. They did. And so even looking at his one year in there, the economy is a little bit more stable because of some of the things that he did and and, um, opposed to, you know, saying, oh, look how bad it is. Because you can always say how bad something is. Look at how bad the gas prices is, right? For example, when the Biden administration, what
0: would you say? (laughs) Jay's playing music on you. I know. Mean? I hear him. Yeah,
2: we're, but, we're, but just we're, like, we're really quickly, I just want to say, but just like with the, um, when they have high gas prices, they release um, gas from the reserves. So when gas prices go down, people won't say, oh, it's because of Biden. But it will be because of Biden because they're going to release
4: reserves. They have the ability to do that. Yeah. All right, Mister Tilly. I give you thirty seconds, brother. Give me. Sorry about that. Thirty seconds, man.
7: Well, you know what, man, Mike Pence is a weak All all the Republicans are weak You know, we always talk about how Mitch McConnell Is the most powerful man in Washington If Trump tells him it's not, he says how high Mr. Trump, and he'll do it So, as far as that goes, they are all weak All of them need to band together And stand up to him. and if they lose the vote They lose the vote, and hell, at least they got a spine They're spineless-ass jellyfish, man They are (laughs) Wow
4: right, Mariana Music's Part 1 Corner is coming up
1: Right back after this. Online radio at best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
9: Radio Network.
4: Of black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance too? Learn more at NAACP.org.
6: Well, the grand jury now has indicted Steve Bannon for contempt of Congress. This is the contempt charge that was referred to the uh, U.S. uh, Attorney's Office here in Washington on October 27th for his refusal to provide testimony and documents to the committee that's investigating the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. And the Justice Department has been working on this and deciding whether to present it to a grand jury. That has happened. It was presented to, uh, to a grand jury, and the grand jury has returned an indictment charging Bannon with contempt of Congress. Now there are several interesting things about this, Hallie. Number one, obviously this is what the committee was waiting for. Yeah. This is now going to put a, a, turn up the pressure on other people.
4: Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero uh, one two seven two. It is the serious side of the Jay Show, which happens. To Every Sunday morning, right here on the TJRS radio network, online radio at its best. Uh, Trump ally and uh, former White House advisor Steve Bannon will self-surrender to authorities after being indicted on two counts of contempt of Congress. Bannon defied the January 6th committee's request for documents and testimony related to the riot at the Capitol former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows can be charged next after refusing to testify before the committee on Friday. Uh, let's pick up right there, and we'll start this conversation off with you, Mr. Elias, since you didn't get a lot of mic time last, last segment. Uh, this is a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because people are saying, well, this is great because this shows that Congress still has teeth, and that you just can't will and nilly decide that you're not going to appear in front of Congress. So that's a good thing. But the bad part about it, they're saying is that this is going to rile up the base, that he's going to go down as some type of, you know, um, uh, know, some legendary figure. You know, it's almost like Martin Luther King going to jail in Birmingham. You know, the the people on the right are equating this to such a moment that steve bannon is facing down you know the establishment and now he's going to sacrifice himself uh for the greater good of the gop or whatever the hell type of scenario they're trying to print so first of all uh give me your thoughts on this thing and then what type of long-term impact that you think this will have as we continue to navigate these treacherous waters when it comes to race in America and the GOP just standing by watching this nonsense take place.
7: Well, Jay, you know, it's a, it's a damn good thing. Cause for, 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 for four years, we watched Trump and his cronies do it and, and his justice department do whatever they wanted to and said, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Hell, if I if I did if I said I was gonna when I got subpoenaed I was gonna appear in court. Guess what would happen to my black ass? I would go to jail. You know, so that's the bottom line. I don't. I, what is what is? I, I'm sorry. What is wrong with riling up your with their base? I could give a damn less. He's gonna rile up that base no matter what. That's that's what Steve Bannon does. So who cares? I I could give a damn less if it riles up their base. I don't care. Whoopi? So what? He's gonna be a martyr. Oh, he's gonna be. They're they, they going he, He's gonna go down. But I, I've done one thing for sure. His his ass is show up. Now, if he's going to be really a martyr, he would deny that subpoena and wouldn't show up and go to jail. Let's see how tough, he is. This has tough, tough his ass is then. Send his ass because Hell, when you send all these other people to jail, they are talking about I can't have the food I want to eat. Huh? Ain't that something? Ain't that something? You you can't have the food you want to eat. Guess what? Hey, let me slap these two slaps of bologna out to you with some bread, and you're going to eat that. If you don't eat that, you don't have nothing to I guess you're dying from here. Because that's what they do to black folks. Come on, man. I, I, I roll up the base. Hell, you got, you got Republicans calling up other Republicans, cussing them out, because they voted to improve the infrastructure? Are we living in a crazy world or what? this, this, this one Republican senator that got, uh, uh, got cussed out Death threats and everything else because they called him a traitor because he voted to improve his community and, and, and voted to improve roads and bridges and, 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 and broadband and, and, and the water infrastructure. He got cussed out because he voted for it. Where are we at in the world today? So I, I could care less about, his, about, about their base. Their base means nothing to me, not a damn thing to me.
4: Well, I mean, okay. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. What about you? Yeah,
7: that's how I really feel.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, (laughs) mm -hmm. I say, Vanessa, don't say it like that. I say, throw all of them in the same jail cell at the same time. Send all the subpoenas out, and then when they decide not to show up, okay. And don't stop talking about what you going to do. Y'all been talking about what y'all were going to do. Now that y'all got the office, I wouldn't be playing with you. Okay, baby. I wouldn't play with you. I would, I would start sending out subpoena. Give them a date. They don't show up. I'd have the police going to arrest every single last one of them. Attempt the court. I would. Contempt. I would. Stop playing. Stop talking. Stop threatening. Just do it. These people ain't scared of you. That's why they ain't showing up. But if you start throwing a couple of them bougie Republicans who have maids and butlers and people who cook for them and their routine to go to the gym and work out, they're going to see how it's there to, to go to the gym at the prison to work out. I would stop threatening. I'm sick of the Democrats for Get <laughs> <Hit> some balls. Get <laughs> some balls mm-hmm. and, and put some of them in jail. And I would start with the ring leader. And then we are gonna see how many of them gonna say, "I can't do that, baby. I'm gonna have to talk." How am out of that. Maxine Waters has threatened, and I think she's so mean that I really believe that it is somebody telling her because I can't see her still threatening that she's gonna put them in jail. They would be in jail. They would be in jail. I, I don't get it. Sometimes the Democrats are the—they're too oh, yeah. nice, and sometimes that's why I like Republicans. You know, because Republicans don't give a damn about you, and they're going to stick together, and they're going to lie, and they're going to hold to that lie and take it to their grave. Mm-hmm. But Democrats, they always want to be prayerful, and it's going to work out. And ah, Sometimes, sometimes, you know, even even the angel fell off the black honey and became Satan. So it's like, come on now, Democrats time to show what you can do. It's time to show them I'm not going to play with y'all. But now they would just want to keep sitting back threatening. I would send everything last one of them to jail. They've been jail. We be
7: yeah, be I, I have
0: to give you for conversation. I have the same question for you,
4: Jerome. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, get, break it down for me because once again, we're talking about, you know, this guy looking like a sacrificial lamb. I mean, how do you think this is going to play out in the next coming weeks? Wait, Jay,
0: who's
7: the sacrificial lamb? Steve Banner. No what I'm
0: saying, no he what I'm saying, no saying is
4: they're going
11: to
4: No, no, no. no, no he... Vanessa, Vanessa, what I'm saying is that's how he's going to be portrayed. He's it's, he's going to be portrayed as a martyr. He's going to be portrayed as a sacrificial lamb. You know, I'm just wondering what type of
11: temperament does this
4: set for, for for this man? Jerome, give me a thought to this. Is Jerome still with us?
7: Yeah, Jerome is still with us. Maybe Jerome? the mic's off. Uh, you, well, yeah, make all those sacrificial lambs. How about that? And throw <laughs> all of them in
0: there. I'm sick <laughs> of them.
7: Uh, you know, my my thought process is this, man. These, these guys have... have, have you know, Steve Bannon broke the law when he stole that money for the for the for the wall. Then they they they, they, they gave him on that. You know, come on man. When when is this when is this end? When is this when does this, this this you know <laughs> this this Republican party stand up for what's right? When when does anyone you know, besides the few that voted for the infrastructure bill, when do any of them stand up for anything that's right? They run and hide and they duck they don't do anything to help their constituents. That's why I cannot understand for the life of me how you can vote for people who will not pass a bill, who's an obstructionist, who say, damn you, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to help you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't understand how people can stand up. Because if, if the Democrats are doing that to me, I'd like, yeah, I wanna, what the hell am I going to vote for you for? You don't do nothing for me. You know? Hell, the, the Democrats are at least trying to pass infrastructure bills, which you know the, the Republican Party was the, who was in charge didn't get it done. Didn't I get? For Mitch McConnell to be the most powerful man in the Washington D.C. area, he didn't get it done. They didn't. They didn't pass infrastructure bill. Oops. Because truck called infrastructure week. Huh, How that work out for you? This this is ridiculous to me. I don't. I don't get it. I w- I wish somebody could Could explain it to me how you got uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in there, how you got any of these people in there that are threatening their own. own their own. Name me a job you can go to and threaten and threaten your coworkers by how much you want to cut their heads off and kill them and, and, and stab them. You know, you're talking about stabbing the president of the United States. Name me a job you can do that and not get fired at. Or at least have some repercussions. This is, this is ridiculous, Jimmy. You can't even understand A get any
0: company who, who allows you to do that and, uh, well, you know, they not They won't, you, they, they won't okay, do that, but
7: that's because you could, you could sue the hell out of them.
0: Because
7: <laughs> if, you, if you do that they got, and they, they talk about doing something to me and chopping my head off, guess what I'm going to take your ass? I'm going to take care of the court and sue you for all you worth and say I'm distraught, I'm distraught, and I can't work in a company like this. So pay me for the rest of my life. I don't trust none yeah. of you bastards. Who in the hell wants to work in an environment where you got somebody walking around with a gun on them <laughs> at a place right. you work at? Yeah. Unless it's, a, unless it's a, a, an officer or, you know, something like that. But you got everybody. You got, you got got congressmen and senators walking around with guns on them, and, and you got one congressman sending out information where you're talking about you killing the president, stabbing him to death, and then another one, you, you beheading another con, a senator, a congressman? Come on, let's just be. This is this is we're in a we're in a rough period right now, and, and it needs to end. It does. It really needs to end. Yeah, I'm with you. Can we hear one more I don't more? get it. mm Jerome, are you back for yet? Right, My three
0: four
7: seven eight uh-huh. five zero oh, one two seven. I'm not really sure where he is.
4: Um. Uh, so, but but here's it. Okay. All right, I hear what everybody's saying. I really hear it. it. It sounds great in theory, but the bottom line is is that this guy continues to become a problem. He continues to be a problem. He was on his podcast talking about, uh, you know, bring it on and there's going to be hell to pay and the whole nine yards. It's just something that we're just not used to and accustomed to seeing, Mr. Elias.
7: Yeah, who is accustomed to somebody that's going to, you know, tell you bring it on. You know, when you, you you're being subpoenaed, hell, you know until his ass face jail time. I'm telling you, we're all we're all tough to you have to go to jail. I'm telling you, <laughs> and, and and you know, you know praying. And, pray, and, if, and if, if if Trump don't win the the uh, the election, now he's gonna be in jail for a minute if he if he denies that. Like I said, let's see how tough he is and see if his ass goes to jail. Let's let's see if he denies the pain. Let's see if he don't want to show up for that subpoena. We'll really try to talk his dad, because then they'll take his ass to jail. Otherwise, he just he just he just uh, you know, it's just talking loud and saying nothing. Well,
4: good luck with that. I I, I I don't really see a scenario. You know, at first I was very hopeful that Trump would be in jail, uh, that there would be charges. I, look, I thought Matt Gaetz would be in jail or at least be on trial by now. I know that the justice system is a slow process, but, my God, I mean, I, I just think that these guys are going to be around, and I think that they're going to find a way to beat the rap. And, you know, this is just par for the course when it comes to the way America is right now. I mean, this is this is nonsense. I mean, this is at a level where if you had told me, for example, Steve, Solis, Steve, uh, Solis, Solis, whatever his name is, from Louisiana. That guy was damn near killed practicing for a congressional softball game, baseball game. You would think that if someone was that close to meeting meeting a maker, that they would try to tone down a rhetoric, try to find out a way to try to be mm-hmm. a better ambassador. That guy is still is just as ridiculous as he was before he got shot. Mm.
7: So it makes you wonder what the hell's going on. This hell Well, you know something, Jay. What's going on is that they don't want to lose power. They do not want to lose power. Power is is an, an aphrodisiac. Is a hell of a drug. So they don't want to lose power. So they'll do whatever they can. They'll kiss butt. They'll they'll they they get on their knees and do whatever they got to do to praise Trump. And 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 and, and, and ain't none of them got their spineless jellyfish. That's who they are. When we, when we keep talking about Mitch McConnell being the powerful man, most powerful man in Washington, D.C., no, he's not. That dude is sitting in my locker bro. because he can, he can make them dance and he can make them sing. He can make them do a minstrel show if he wants to, and they'll do whatever they tell, whatever he tells them to do. Because they're, they're, they're puppets. They're, they're puppets. He's just like he's like, like the, the movie The Godfather where Don Corleone, he, he, he controls so many senators and congressmen. That's Trump because he does. He controls so many congressmen and senators because they're going to dance to his music and they're going to keep slow dancing to his music until he is not powerful anymore. And then once he's probably not powerful anymore, they'll use him for what he's worth. But these, these guys, they're, they're, they're just totally damn ridiculous not to, you know, not to stand up for what you believe in, man. How, I, uh, how, do, you, how do you become a, a man or a woman and not stand up for what you believe in? How do you not do that? That's just what I can't. You, you can, in a million years, you can never get me to not stand up for what I believe in. You can't. And I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to step and fetch it because you say step and fetch it. Come on, stop. It's ridiculous.
4: It really is ridiculous. And when you look at the temperament and, you know, the environment in which we live, when you're talking about, you know, we talked about pence. You know, Trump, 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 Trump is still the subject of all discussions. And for me, uh, you know, people say, well, why do you guys talk about about it? Because you know what? It's just like anything else. You have to talk about a threat, right? You know, the reason – you know, there's, there are reports out there that Donald Trump tried to suppress uh, – You know, I I think Chris Christie has put out that Donald Trump is trying to suppress information about the COVID-19 virus because he was concerned about how it made him look uh, politically, and that he ordered information destroyed. I mean, what this guy has done to this country is something that I don't think we'll ever see. I mean, it's brazen. And it looks like the party who produced this scoundrel will be rewarded here in about a year because at the end of the day pe it. I really don't understand what's happening, Vanessa. I, I I can't explain it. There's nothing anyone can tell me that can convince me uh why this is happening. I just don't understand it.
0: Well, you know, um, can you – can y'all hear me?
7: Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I was trying to find out because I'm moving. Okay. So I'm listening to you, and I totally agree with what you're saying because I have said, and I know it has not been long that Biden has been in office and that um, the district attorney – And everybody else has had an opportunity to try to start getting information on Trump. Trump has done so much dirty work. And if it wasn't him, it was one of his children. But nobody in that Trump family of yet. And I'm still going to lean on the Lord and hope that I am around to see some of this karma come back and bite him. Now, and I'm serious. I hope that I'm here to see it. Uh, but right now, it just doesn't seem like it's going to touch him. So maybe it's going to take all the way down to the wire, but I just don't believe, and I have to lean on this. And I know people say, Vanessa is such a hypocrite that she'll cuss one minute and then, and then say she's going to go to church the next. Okay, so I'm not a perfect Christian God's got done with me. But, um, he's, still, he's still working on you, right? <laughs> he's still working on me. But I'm going, and I'm trying. Y'all sitting at home, so don't be talking about me under your breath. But uh, I am saying that I, I I have to lean on the God that I serve, that he is just not going to let those Trumps get away with all of that stuff they did. And if people are like, all of what stuff? Okay, well, if you don't know. All the stuff that those Trumps got away with from licensing clothing lines for the daughter and money and stuff being helping her husband's family because they were going bankrupt with all of those apartments that they got that are slums in Washington because they got fined. If y'all don't know some of the stuff that those Trumps have done and gotten away with it, then God bless you because you missed what screwed up your future. You missed it. You missed it. So I can't go back and try to get you to understand that. That's not what I do. I'm not here to remind you or tell you to go look it up. But I am here to say that by now, they should be really deep in working, and I pray that before he starts running, that they find something where he cannot run, and then if we got to fight for Pence, fight against Pence, we'll do that. But one demon at a time. One demon at a
7: time. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Wow.
4: Well, I hear you. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, I guess. All right, look, we're going to step out take a break. 347 uh, 2, yeah. 2 Part two of Mariana Music's Corner is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the serious side of the J. show. Oh. Yeah. All right, uh, Miss Elias,
7: I guess we're back. Are we
4: back, Miss Elias? Good morning yes. to you, sir. Yes, yes.
7: Thank
4: you. Well, man, I, I can't get in. I don't know if you can get out Well, the no hitter is over. 850 Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. Um, can you hear me, Miss Elias? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, so let's say good morning to Vanessa. Let's try that again. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you?
0: Y'all loud, Hello? Hello?
4: Vanessa? Hello? Vanessa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you, <laughs> and we know, Vanessa. Good gracious. All right, how about that? Okay. Is that
0: better? Oh
4: and the no hitter is on again. All right. So, good morning, Vanessa. How are you?
0: Good morning. Sweetheart. Oh. Good morning. That's right. Can I say? Well, that?
4: thank you so much. You can say that.
0: Veterans, that one's to you, wifey, and everybody out there that has served our country. I just want
4: to say thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that, Miss Delia. Good morning. How are you?
7: good morning, good morning, good morning, my brother, good morning, Nessa, good morning, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, Mary the Music, good morning, Mama Big. good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Hawk, and good morning, my brother, Jerome. So you got to get to do. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't even that, not it's just, I was oh, trying to get dear. back in And it threw me off Wow uh, And, and, and Marietta oh, Music That that first song was by Robert Glass For a feature my, my future wife Layla Hathaway And the name of that song uh, was Show Me Your Soul And the last one was by Moonchild And that one was uh, called uh, All The Joy For the abbreviated version well, Wow! He's All right, Mr.
11: Elias, can we say
4: hello to some people in the chat room? is yeah, gone. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room, sir?
7: Yeah, we got our boy Covina Man is in there, and we got a uh, Alfie Lane is in there. What's Mm -hmm. up?
4: What's happening? All right, all right. Listen, appreciate you. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen. That was a disaster that just happened. Okay, so but I tell you what I'm going to do because you've been very very good, boys and girls. I'm going to give you a surprise here. All right. So let me bring in a very special uh, guest here. Let's say good morning to the very special guest. Good morning, very special guest. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Doing all right, brother. how are you?
8: I can't complain. I can't complain. I woke
4: up this morning. Well, there you go. There you go. Now, who are we speaking with? It's Tim. It's Tim at the Nash. All right, Tim, what's happening? What's happening? How are you? So now, let me kind of give everyone a background. Uh, Tim is a is the brother-in-law of... Our guy, Mr. Johnny D, in the place to be now. I thought John was going to call in to bring him in, so that's why I was like, "There's a surprise." But then that's okay. We're glad you're here, man. Okay. Uh, do You have any comments, any thoughts on what you've heard so far this morning, or what do you have to say? The mic yours. I've been, I've
11: been After that long
8: yeah, yeah, man.
4: Um, I got to shut
8: up again. Shut it, shut
4: up again, brother. Yeah. No, I was saying that uh, the mic yours, brother. Anything you want to mm-hmm. speak on, or uh, you know, the mic yours, brother. What you, what you got to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, you know, I was on
8: like um Johnny D. Johnny D. was telling you know man, yeah, I'm a black um uh, black owner of am um, a trucking business. Me and my wife, you know um you know he, he gave me the opportunity to come to the to the um, to the prison and talk to the guys about driving trucks, you know, and that's me and my wife' inspiration, man, to help other other guys to become successful business owner instead of working for somebody, okay. you know. Um, it's a it's a it's right. a process that you know, man. It's it's a, it's enough money out here for everybody to make money. I mean, you know, we we're here to share the game. We want we want to we want to show people how to get their their um get their authority. You know what I mean? How to get their trucks and get their trucks on the road and be successful out here in the um in the business.
4: Okay, okay so now you and your wife are doing this, and so at the end of the day. Uh, he invited you to the prison to speak to brothers about a pathway to entrepreneurship. I'm assuming that's where we're going with this. So uh, real yes. quick, brother, uh, for those who may be thinking about getting into the trucking business, give us a little bit of information, and then how can we find you and your trucking business and you know, put your contact information out there as well.
8: Yeah, um, yeah, um, 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 you know, we are located out of Florida, in Tampa, Florida. Um, you know, um, my my my, um, my my contact number is um eight five nine seven 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 six five two eight. know, I and like I said, um and my wife, man, we're we're always willing to help you guys to um how to get the authority. And um mhm. And get, to get everything going on You know like I say, It's a process With different states it's different Different things With different states
11: So um Lot
8: 8 Right up to your feet you
11: left
8: Yeah um It's a different okay. Different
4: things so, Okay um, yeah, um, So Take uh, so, a
11: Okay so, so you So you uh out.
4: So you started with two. So, okay Give us your story real quick You started off with How many trucks And where you are today
8: We, we started out With one truck Started with one. one truck. We started with one truck. Again, for yeah. me to finish I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We started okay, with see. one truck. We okay. Started out with one truck, and um, we, we, we're, we're at five trucks right now. You uh, know, we, we have yeah. um, we have two other trucks that are leased on to us as well, running up under our authority.
11: Okay. okay. So um,
8: all together, like we're running seven what, seven trucks, sweetie. Yeah. Like seven, mm-hmm. like seven trucks. Okay.
4: All right. All right, bro. Well, listen, man. It, it's that sounds good. We appreciate the info. I definitely uh, want to get you scheduled in to come and spend some more time with us because uh, we kind of pressed uh-huh. time. But uh, once again, give us the name of your company and tell us where we can find you, and um, and yeah, give us that information. And if there is a Facebook presence right. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um. um uh,
8: my name. Our company is TB Nash Trucking, and like I said, we're located okay. out of Tampa, Florida. And um, and my number is um, 859-777-6528. You can reach me, and I'm on Facebook uh, under Tim Nash. You can reach me by Facebook as well. And um, I can give him more information. He can talk personally one-on-one.
4: Absolutely. Right. Well, listen, man. We appreciate you kicking it for us, brother. Appreciate you putting the information out. And folks, you got the information. If you're interested in getting in the trucking business, by all means, reach out to him. Or if you're interested in doing business with his company, that's what it's all about. We love black entrepreneurs, and we appreciate what you do, and especially helping those brothers who were formerly incarcerated. That's a good thing, man. Appreciate you, and uh, God bless, man. And be safe out there, and enjoy the football game. All
8: right, we'll right, do. Thank you, brother. Y'all be good now. All
4: right, you man. Be blessed. Too, brother. All right. 347 uh, 8501 Let's get into the last topic of the morning, shall we?
3: Every one of his students is absolutely disgusting.
0: I just want to say, please bring our principal back. We need him. His presence is needed. It is not the same without him.
6: Many people spoke in favor of Whitfield Monday night. In the wake of George Floyd's death last year, Dr. Whitfield wrote a letter to Colleyville Heritage parents about racial issues. Earlier this summer, a former school board candidate cited that letter when he called for the principal to be fired. Tonight, I would like to express my concerns, not only of myself, but of many in our community.
10: About the implementation of critical race theory in our district because of this extreme views I ask that a full review of Mr. Whitfield's tenure in our district be examined and that his contract be terminated effective immediately. Yeah. of
11: uh,
4: yeah there you go high school principal James Whitfield <laughs> tendered his resignation Monday night after months of disputes between him and the grapevine Colleyville ISD the district says Westfield's, uh, Whitfield's resignation, which is not effective until August 15, 2023, was tendered during a closed session of a GCISD, Special School Board Meeting Monday. Uh, Whitfield will remain on paid administrative leave until August 2023. All this came after the school board in September voted to move forward with a proposal not to renew Whitfield's contract. At that September meeting, the district revealed for the first time its reasons for the recommendation of non-renewal. The allegations include deleting emails as public record, insubordination, failing to cooperate with internal investigations, and being dishonest with the media, which, by the way, According to Whitfield he received a uh, very positive uh, evaluation uh, you know a few months back so here's a situation where Texas is in the news again critical waste theory this is something that this principal did not he said he, he was not promoting that but the fact that here's another situation where folks don't want to face their truths what happened is what happened you know we didn't create the situation At the end of the day, that's what happened, Mr. Elias. And people want to ignore the brutal and nasty history of this country. What say you?
7: Well, you know something, Jay? That's what the the Republican Party stick to. That's how they won Virginia, critical race theory, which was not being taught there. But, hey, man, look, teach history. I I, I wasn't sheltered from history. Should you be sheltered from history? I got this Well, yes, we were. Yes we were. We huh. didn't learn
4: about this stuff going Mr. Elias, we did not learn about I, any of this stuff I, in school. Uh uh let me tell you something. somebody go no okay. somebody gonna go back and pull up a show where you said you said it yourself. You said that your mother is what? the reason why you knew about this stuff. You said that. You I said you learned about a lot, about of, a lot of stuff, stuff we, when you were grown.
7: Okay. I learned about a lot of black right. history from my mother, but as far as right. the, the uh the uh you know what the Klan did to us and how they did it to us. I, didn't, I found that in school. school too.
4: Yeah, I didn't learn that at school. Yes, I didn't. I, well, I'll tell you
7: sorry. what. I, I, hell, yeah. hell, I got. To, I, I, boy, I wish my mother was alive. I got suspended from for throwing a book through the screen at school because they had the Klan on the on the on the on the, on the film projector. <laughs> I know that for a fact. They were showing pictures of the clan and how they were riding through and that's doing fun. stuff to people. And I that's that's fun. Fun. Y'all hear
0: this? Y'all think let me know. Ain't no fun. <laughs>
7: I ain't no, fun. I ain't no fun. I'm no fun. I'm but but you're not going to show me nothing while you're harming my people and I'm just going to sit there and clap about it. Yeah, I, threw, I threw a book through the, through the screen and it's extended me for three days for it. I remember that one. Vividly. Yes. Well, but but right you also screen.
4: talked about... But we also talked about how when we first saw Roots, how it changed our mindset Uh when it came to racism. Uh Uh, Because, once again, I had never seen that. Okay, so at George Washington Elementary School, they didn't teach this. They didn't teach it at Gary Lutheran School. They didn't teach it at Tollison Middle School. I didn't learn any of the stuff when I first. When Roots, the reason why Roots was such a shock to the system for those of us who are, you know, in our late fifties or whatever the case may be. And remember when Roots first came on? I think it came on ABC. You know, back in the day when you had three television channels in the U F in the U H and the U H F channel, right? We had when well, ABC, NBC. Uh, CBS, and then we had uh, Channel 32. Oh, we had Channel 9, too. So anyway, you didn't have a lot of channels. And so you had everyone's undivided attention. And so when Roots came on, I remember watching this, and I was saying, ooh, I can't wait to get to school tomorrow because it is going to be on and popping. And we didn't have a lot of white kids in our school. Matter of fact, there were very few. And But I was looking for it the next day because I'm like, I cannot believe this happened. And I cannot believe your ancestors were involved in this. So, no, it wasn't, okay, did they touch on it, maybe? Perhaps. But it wasn't like the way it is now, bro. I would be honest with you. It wasn't like the way I saw it. I mean, when Roots came out, it was that was like a bam. They really treated us like that. And we got a chance to see it.
0: Let me make so a I was messed this. up.
4: Go ahead, Vanessa.
0: So when I saw Roots on TV, I was so, and my mom was so crazy when she saw it. And she had us there, we were all looking at it. And so don't laugh at me, but in the shed with other things from my mother, I have my mother's VH1 (laughs) Roots video collection. I do. What's
11: wrong with that? It, it,
0: That's a good day. thing. I, mean, it, was the I mean, it was a bar, then. it was a bar, yeah.
11: Remember,
0: they don't have, they didn't have DVDs Now, except
4: They had a VH1 eight, And it's the well, they I did, have my collection. Well, 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 hold on, Vanessa. Vanessa, wait a minute. You had a VHS. I had no VHS. Us regular folk, we didn't have VHSs. You know, I mean, it was you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I that was more about you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. well. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, okay My mother brought the the Roots collection Because she wanted us to Go back and look at it again And she Ordered it, got it, whatever I don't know, I don't remember So You know I, I remember my sister's Boyfriend getting arrested Coming home From work or something in the car And the police officers sticking a water hose up his behind. What? Harassing him. I remember my brother having to ride his bike home from Church's Chicken. And if he wasn't home by a certain time, mama would have to go look for him. The way he would come home. So one time my brother didn't come home. And my mother was distraught because she thought that maybe the white police or something had did something to him that he hadn't made it home. Uh, right. And <laughs> I used to get pulled over. I'm not much older than, than these crew, y'all. Don't think I'm old, that much older than JM because I'm not. I'm not going to tell their age. But uh, I remember that my license plate on my car used to say, sex, zv S C X C B on my license plate mm-hmm. of my car. And okay. the police, white, would pull me over in Justano City, J, which is equivalent to Pasadena or Bel Air. They would pull me over and ask me, well, it's not that you were really speeding, but I would like to know what your license plate means. And because back in the day you just couldn't tell the cops to kiss your – I mean, to tell him to kiss your behind. You had to answer the question. Said I just feel sexy sometimes. So that's why I put it on my life to make me feel better about me. I'm just telling you how racist (laughs) cops would fool with us back in the day, Jay. I'm not trying to say anything about my life. Other than I remember being harassed by being harassed myself. I remember Bobby telling me that they used to have to run home and go down back roads to go home and stuff because white boys would be chasing them in cars because they were walking and one of them Bobby and them had to go down the railroad track to go home. So some stuff is I don't remember necessarily about the slavery, but I do know the things that I have done that I have lived it. And once I started flying for the airline, when movies came on. TV that were racial like that, I could not watch them. And to this day, I try not to watch them because it makes me feel differently about people, and I don't want to become that. So I'm just being odd and honest with the audience. Okay. That I just don't look at it like that. I, don't look, I try not to look at those movies because it makes me have a nasty attitude towards people the next day. And y'all have been in my world now. Y'all see that I'm surrounded by white people and how much I talk to them. And I'm, you know, so I can't have that attitude. I can't have yeah, sure, you can. so I, <laughs> sure you can. Sure
4: so, you can. Oh,
0: whoa. No, I can't. Who is
4: that man right because, there? He's back.
0: <laughs> Good. Good. Because I'm going to get the car and go to church. But, uh, <laughs> Are and, you
7: about to pray
4: for
0: and me? a couple of off the ship, too. A couple of them have called me. So, um, no. I I try not to look at it. I think that our life was a nightmare. I think that my parents' life was a nightmare. I think that my mama only had one grocery store that she could go to, that when my classmate, who is high yellow, looked like she is white, had to work in that grocery store and pretend to be white in order to keep that job. We could not tell that she was black. We knew she would lose it. So, you know, the world has not been kind to our race. It has not, and it still isn't. But you know what? We all doing okay, because we know how to make food fresh. We know how when the stock market go in the trash can, we don't jump out of buildings like they do. We know how to make our life work, because our forefathers, our people, don't make me go there now, that was our people that were singing in the field. And they thought we were singing because we were happy harvesting their shit, but we wasn't. So you know what? Hey. When white people think what? I'm crazy to me, that is the reason why Bobby has to shut me up because I will
4: <laughs> go there. Okay. All right. All right. Well thank okay. you,
0: Vanessa, for your commentary. Thank you. Let you. me I'm let me have
4: let me give you let me give you the next three minutes, man. This show's all off the rails. Let me give you the next three minutes before we close it <laughs> out. Go ahead, sir. They belong to you.
2: Well, all I, all I was saying to Vanessa was you don't have to let that go because the, the truth is is that you get to feel however you feel. We're not racist and crazy. We have compassion in us. And if somebody takes a little bit of time to listen to what you're saying, they know that you don't do that. That's not how you are in your bones. So when, when you, like I think over the years as black folks mask this stuff to white folks, they get a really like uh, a false narrative on what and who black people are, because you know there's nothing worse than a black person saying, "Well, you're not like them," and I mean than a white person saying that to somebody black.
11: Mm-hmm. Most black people
2: look at them like they're crazy, and it's because we mask. If you had to be accountable for all of your whiteness, then technically, we should be reacting to you differently. But what they say to you is that you're not like them meaning that your belief of who black people are is so damn skewed that you only take the black person that can suppress not being black around you. So where's the injustice in that, right? Are we doing them a disservice by not being honest? And, again, I I know I normally don't share personal stuff, but like I told you, I was at an event the other day, and it was probably four black folks there. And someone came to me, you know, a friend of mine who was there, you know, mentioned politics, and one was a former mayor who told me about a trip that I can't remember. Louis, Louis, Louisiana governor, who Edwin, someone who was in jail for who knows how long, he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I just went on a, a fishing trip with him a couple of months ago." Like I'm talking to those guys, and the guy, the other white guy, who was he was laughing because he goes, "I." It was interesting on how you handled them, and I said, "I don't hide myself from nobody," right. If you're going to bring that nonsense to me, then technically I, I'm in that room like you are. Don't talk to me. But we can't keep masking being black to pacify white folks because we're still technically doing them a disservice because they believe those biased, racist attitudes and, and, and their own. they believe in their own supremacy because we allow them to still believe that we're okay with them being that way. And I'm telling you, as they were talking to me, they, they found out what I did in that room. So the folks that were talking to me wanted some insight from me. And I'm like, here's insight for you. You're going to get insight with a little kick in your pants at the same time that you <laughs> cross me in this conversation. But that's what it costs to have truth. You either deal with it or not. Don't talk to me. Right? People come talk to me because I win. That's why they talk to me. So I don't have to mask anything. And just like Vanessa, I don't watch stuff like that either. I've never, I've never watched 12 Years a Slave. I, ever yeah. since Ruth, I really don't watch that kind of stuff. And it's not because yeah. from her side she's saying she does not want to be angry. It's because I already know that stuff, right? And since I know it, I figure you always, you know, having it refreshed in your mind, you don't understand why other people don't know it. So that's what makes you mad that they can't acknowledge the truth. So when people say critical race theory, and they're, they're just creating the boogeyman. The truth is not critical race theory. The truth is your ass is kind of evil. That's where the truth is. Mm. So you need to deal with well, that instead yeah, of acting the other way know. around.
4: <laughs> All right. So uh, once again, the show is definitely the note here that's been gone, is off the rails. Uh, you know, we appreciate you being in here, but you know what? Time, oh, it's no, uh, Pastor Steve. Yeah, but no, Pastor Steve, state your case. Sorry. You just, we just, full disclosure, I had to leave during the show to go pick my daughter up from school, so that's why everything oh, kind of fell out of whack. show was <laughs> going very well that. until then. Well, okay, sorry, I won't do it. Hey, I'm going to do like the judge say, hey, forget that you heard that. How the hell are you going to forget you heard something like that? Whatever. You know what time it is. <laughs> Online radio at its best. All right, it is time. For our final thoughts, and Vanessa, the floor is all yours, sweetheart.
0: Okay, thank you, Jay. So, how do I start? Okay, real quick, and I don't want to... I have a very, very dear friend that I grew up and went to school with and and my whole elementary life. I talked to y'all about her on the trip. Uh, She... uh, had got COVID. She was not vaccinated. Her boyfriend was vaccinated. He lived, she was on a ventilator for two weeks. She was a vegetarian. She ate healthy. She didn't really drink too much. She stopped smoking, but she baked. She was trying to do everything that she could to be in good health to see her daughter get married in February and help raise these grandchildren and she's got like five of them. But she wasn't vaccinated. And when I tell you everybody in our neighborhood loved her, her mom is big in the church. She was like the leader of our street that we grew up on. We have a street full of girls. They called us Fancy Fanette because it was so many, as they say, pretty girls on the street. And uh, it's just her birthday was November twenty seventh, mine was the thirtieth. I don't care if I hadn't talked to that girl in two, three years. Every birthday she found a way and I found a way to text, call, send a card to her mama house or something to celebrate our birthday. And I lost her unless I apologize for texting you at two o'clock in the morning. But when I, I found that's out, what that girl that's was what that's what brothers and sisters do. I was.
7: Beside, you.
0: thank you, Miss. I was beside myself because I was hoping that my friend lived with COVID like your friend. So the family has held her out to next Saturday, which ooh, she's gonna be cremated anyway. I don't know. The next Saturday, and then they're gonna do a street festival because her birthday is like days later. So I am asking for prayer for my entire street of Fayette. I am, my granddaughter is having her first baby and I'm missing her baby shower because I wouldn't miss this funeral from the world. So pray for the Fayette street. Pray for me because I'm going to have to try to be strong and by the Hands are going to be full because I'm going to try to suck some tears up. And they're going to be just pouring down my face. I'm so glad I got to go and spend some days down at the water and talk to the clouds to tell her how much I love her and how much I was going to miss her. And, Jay, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity because I never ask y'all for prayer, even when I'm sick and in the hospital. I don't ask y'all for prayer. But I, this time when we bury her next Saturday, it will be before I get on the show. And so if y'all think about it Saturday morning, please send up a prayer for Vanessa, her family, because my sister's coming, and my friends, because it's going to be a rough day next Saturday. Rough.
4: Well, Vanessa, uh, Vanessa, on behalf of uh, the brothers here and behalf of our listeners and you know obviously you know how we feel about you we'll be praying for you and your family we'll be praying for her and her family and we just hope that uh, you know God is healing hand can uh, comfort the family during this most difficult time which includes her friends as well I think on that note we're just gonna let you have that and we're gonna close the show out with that oh boy thank wow. you I'm sorry that. to hear that love sorry to hear that yes, but, yes. Yeah. All right, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious
7: stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Folks, it was a wacky show,
4: but at the end of the day, you know what we do. We're glad that you hung out with us, and we're glad that you're a part of what we do every Sunday. So for Vanessa, for Johnny, for my main man, Mr. Thomas friend, Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rao, saying how wonderful work we can remember if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side TJ Rostow coming up next on a need to know basis with Mister Homespring.
1: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network.
11: Network. Network. The
3: First Lady dazzles on election night in a.
9: Tell
2: me, what do
11: you want me to do? Allegedly you me to take you sue the
9: flag
4: of the
9: United States of America. Well, the
4: hits just keep on going. I tell you what, it just bleeds to this Jerome show. No hit or gone, but it's time for on the needs and no bases for main man, Mr. Jerome. What do you got going on this morning, sir? Hey, you know what? First, before we start, you know, you you guys didn't
2: get the chance to do your last words, so throw out some last words uh, from the last show. You didn't get to do yours, so. Hey, Mr.
4: Elliott. Thank you so Well, thank you so much, Jerome. I'll take you. Go ahead, Mr.
1: Elliott.
7: Hey, vote. Get out and vote, folks. Because if you don't get out and vote, and if you don't pressure your Joe Manchin and Christmas Cinema to pass the... Voting Rights Act and the John Lewis Bill Act, we're going to be in serious trouble. You know what? If we don't do that, then the Republican Party will always be in power. So get out and tell your two senators to get their, get out their lazy asses and do what they're supposed to with the Voting Rights Act and the John Lewis Bill.
4: Well, I want to thank Jerome for allowing me a few minutes just to say a couple of words here. Um, you know, same thing. I, I'm just flabbergasted at the direction that this nation's going in. I can't believe that 51% of Americans are even considering giving these people power back. And Kevin McCar- McCartney hasn't said anything about the, this grotesque uh, video that uh, Representative Gosar put out. He hasn't said anything. He wants to be the Speaker of the House. Something fierce. And for you folks that think that the Democrats are sitting on their hands and not doing anything, you know, you got another thing coming. Look at what's happening right now. Matter of fact, State of Texas, it's in the news a lot lately because this has been bogus. It's been going on here. But guess what? 35 point something billion dollars of that money is coming to Texas. And I guarantee you that none of the re- none of the representatives of Texas voted for it, but I guarantee you they will be out there at the ribbon-cutting contest uh, ceremonies because it's like that old game. We're going to obstruct, 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 but then we're going to smile in front of the cameras as if we had everything to do with it. It's mm-hmm. just a game that you guys continue to watch, let them play, and it's just totally ridiculous. And that's my final thought for this morning. Jerome, I hand it to you, my brother. Yeah,
2: you know, I, I do want to say really quickly even on that is that you know we do have this cycle where republicans just come in and obstruct they obstructed obama and then act like obama didn't do anything trump gets in there didn't do anything but make a lot of people mad and they were happy about them being mad right and so we need to figure out What do you want your country to be? I think that's the biggest fight that's going on in this country is that you need to identify yourself. What do you want to be? You want it to be some kind of totalitarian kind of regime stuff that puts you on top? Do we want to still be colonizers, right? Just to oppress everybody else and have them live your way of life? Or do you want to be a freer society? Because we cannot sell that to anybody else while we are not being that way ourselves. So, a part of the, the problem is that we won't admit to ourselves who we are so we can change and be better. And I think we keep forgetting that. So, just like you said with Mitch McConnell and all those guys, the reason that he's flip-flopping is because we say we want to be better. And even if he tries to work together, they're, they're fighting him on his side, and they're rougher on that side than they are on the Democratic side. Um... But at the same time, you know, politics has become a blood sport. So, you know, those guys are scared on the Republican side, and they're just dropping out. So our extremists inside this country are starting to run things because they have no other recourse. They can't convince you of anything. So now they want to take away your right to vote. They're saying you can't determine what's better for yourself. Now we're going to do it for you. And that's the the country that we're now living in. So, you know... Don't feel sorry for Ms. McConnell, but at the same time, he's a playing in the same game as everybody else. You know, so we have to, we have to be better and want to be better. So, you know that that is the more of that story. And also, you know, I I didn't finish so much of the. Well, matter of fact, we'll talk about the rest of this stuff in the news. But I just wanted to make sure I, I put that out there. And like Elias said, everybody go out there and vote. That's the only thing we can. That's the best advice we can give them. Right. <laughs> Yep, that's right. Yep. Now, um, you know, and, and since I missed some news, I need to catch us up on some news stories. So, one of the stories I want to catch up up on is that new, say, um, sorry, cigarette sales have increased during 2020 for the first time in almost two decades. You know that mm. wow. 103.7 billion is sold by retailers and 7.8 billion is spent on advertising advertising corner to the FTC so the number of cigarettes bought by wholesalers and retailers went from 202.9 billion in 2019 to 2.3 um, I'm sorry 203.7 billion in 2020 so there it's still rising now this is the first increase since 2004 now I so thought this is, Does scripting. this include cigars, Jerome? No, no, this is just does cigarettes.
7: It, okay, yep. well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I ain't got nothing to do with
2: that. <laughs> you didn't add to that?
7: <laughs> no, nah, I didn't add to that. You said cigars, you got. I ain't seen
2: no, I ain't <laughs> seen no old black and miles on the on the package and that like that. No kind of cigars at all. <laughs> But it, but it's interesting because I remember when they were raising the price of cigarettes and people was quitting like crazy. It was like $10.
4: Yeah. lord.
2: Chris Rocket here. It's like, how much more a cigarette and a uh, and a lighter in one match? It's like they was cutting
7: back.
2: But yeah, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know how much cigarettes are. Do you know how much cigarettes are now? I,
7: I could not tell you, man. I, I think they're still around about that $10 a pack or something like that. Yeah. I Gotta guess. be. I don't that, know.
2: That's crazy, you know. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what Jason and, and showing our, or Vanessa ensuring our age, but I remember people giving me money to go get cigarettes when we was little, and it couldn't have been yeah. more than fifty or seventy-five cents. Like it was like, oh, go get me a pack of cigarettes and get yourself a bag of potato chips. Like it was like nothing. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> now, yeah. You got
2: to get a mortgage to get potato chips now. If you if you don't <laughs> have good <laughs> credit, you shouldn't nice. be
7: smoking.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna cost wow. you. Now, uh,
11: mm-hmm.
2: now Google now lets minors under the age of 18 request images of themselves to be removed from their search engine. So any user can uh, can also request child um, sexual abuse material to be be removed from the search um, results as well. But if, even if you're 18, you can anybody under 18, you can get their images removed out of Google. which technically, well. they should never been up. That's a whole nother story. But people post pictures mm-hmm. of their kids. you know. They're like, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. And they'll take their image and just run all over the place with it. Really? So, that is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that I, I needs just, something needs to be done about that. What you say?
7: On the side note, in Chicago, a, a package of marble, one pack of marble is $14. Mm-hmm.
2: Get loud. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. I knew it had to be higher because I remember when it turned. <laughs> And all the people are quitting. <laughs> we got man. these smokers on the show? We need to, we need no. to, interview. you talk mm-hmm. about people getting vaccinated, we need to talk to smokers. We need to have a show on that. If you're paying My $14 daughter. a pack, you smoke two packs a day,
7: mm. hey,
2: you need a job just to smoke.
7: I, I got brothers, that, I got people at work that smoke, man. They buy them in a carton, I mean, they buy oh. a i like. Good Lord,
2: yeah, Yeah, it's been $100 a carton these days. Now, see, that's what I remember. A, a carton was like $20. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. when that was. But it was like $20 for a carton. Now, I don't even know how many comes in a carton. But,
11: yeah.
2: Mm. now Okay, now, that that's a mess. Well, for me, it's a mess because I'm not even going there. All right, now, um, you know, the Air Force, um, discharge 40 unvaccinated service members and another 10,000 could face the axe after they failed to get their COVID shot by November 2nd. That was the deadline. So at least 10,000 Air Force service members are facing discharge for refusing to abide by the um, vaccination and 40 has already been terminated. Again, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're in the military, hell, they give you shots anyway. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's your price for admission. You can't... You shouldn't be able to... I mean, I don't think you can tell them no.
7: That's, and if you're going overseas, you definitely get.
2: Right. That's what I'm saying. Right? Because you go overseas, mm-hmm. like, you need to get this mm-hmm. for malaria. You need to take this for whatever... They just get shots anyway, and they keep it moving. So, yeah. just because they're telling them what it is, and we're marketing it, people think, like, it's an option. Yeah. yeah. So, um... You know, there's a story that says one in six Americans, 55 million people, have never left their home states, and half don't own a, a passport, according to a new study that found that really? a significant portion of Americans have never um, left the country, and at least one in six, or 55 million, have never left their state. That is such <laughs> wow. a hard thing to believe. Yeah. Really? Never left the state?
7: Really? I Man. mean, I'm
2: not picking on anybody because, you know, the, the trick is there's some people who don't like to leave their neighborhood, which I think is crazy. It's like, no, I don't yeah, go over there.
7: About that, though.
2: Like, it's downtown. <laughs> That's about as far as they go, downtown, downtown and back.
7: Wow. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is,
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, um, a new study reveals uh, which airports in America has the most blazed arrivals and of course, New York is near the bottom. So, Newark Liberty, which is northern New Jersey, is right across from Manhattan, was named the worst airport delays, with nearly 25% of all flights arriving late. <laughs> and unfortunately, nah. LaGuardia is second, and JFK is tied for tenth. So, the New York City airports nah. are bad. But the study determined. Which of the 50 busiest airports and airlines had the best and worst results for on-time arrival? So outside of the New York area, Dallas-Fort Worth, I didn't know they were that bad, but they came in third yeah. for the most delays. And then,
7: Chicago's not on yeah, there? And, who's that? Chicago's
2: not on there? <laughs> you would think Chicago was there. So, okay, so.
7: Okay. So I there, flew out of Chicago the last month. It's been like, it's been like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chicago
2: has always been bad for me. I, I thought it was just my flights out of Chicago. Chicago has no, never bro, been nice
7: me, too. Yeah.
2: Man, yeah. it's never been nice for me. But they said um, the other two was Florida, um, two Florida airports, Fort Lauderdale, um, Hollywood International, and Palm Beach International was high. And then it's Boston, um, Logan, um, Louis Armstrong, which is New Orleans uh, airport, New Orleans,
5: Orlando.
2: Yeah. Yep. San Antonio, San Francisco, and JFK was 10th. Do you know Chicago didn't make the top 10?
7: Wow. I'm surprised they didn't say Teterboro, the airport in Teterboro. Because Teterboro, when I was going there, it was horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? And I was flying from Chicago to Teterboro. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so Teterboro
2: is right near Newark Airport. Yeah. Like, it's Newark, yeah. Teterboro, mm-hmm. Burrow, man, um, JFK, and um, LaGuardia, but Peterborough is not mm-hmm. mentioned. It is Newark because they're the bigger airport. I guess they, they took the, the 50 biggest, but that's why I'm saying I'm surprised Chicago's not in there. But they took <laughs> Tell me the about it. I'm
7: telling airport. you. Yeah. I, I just no. flew out of Chicago, and my flight, both my flights was late. <laughs> both of <them. laughs> Oh, and no. And I'm not talking about five or ten minutes. I'm talking about half an hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man.
2: Now now you know who was the best was Hawaii's airport, of course. They they course. don't have well, I guess they would have a lot of incoming, but they didn't have a lot of delays. And guess who was second out of all these places? Was Atlanta's what? Hartfield Jackson. What? finished second overall. Can you believe that? Yeah. I thought they was there the biggest airport. I thought they would be worse.
11: <laughs> really? Wow. Yep,
2: Atlanta hartfield was the um was at the top. Now, um, climate change is, cli- is causing uh, record warming again in the Great Lakes, so the temperatures have surged two degrees above normal, which is likely to affect no. snow, uh, fall no. up to three inches per hour this weekend. So in my area, of all of the five Great Lakes will have one to two degrees above normal, have been one to two degrees above normal since October, which means that we're going to have... Bad lake effects snow that's going to disrupt oh. and impact on um, fresh water for residents. Now, if you don't know, the Great Lakes is fresh water. It's, it's glacial water, right? So when the ice age happened, it created the Great Lakes. This is where all the fresh drinking water is, up near the Great Lakes. And we're going to have a lot of snowfall. So mm. we won't have no water problems, but we have a lot of, you know, underground um, springs, which where a lot of spring water comes from, is in the New York State area. But, yeah, we're going to have some bad snow. And so that's going to affect other people's weather, by the way, when you have a yeah. lot of snow or moisture. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, okay, so this is for our, our British um, listeners. But white Brits are more likely to die within a year from brain cancer than any other ethnic group, according to a new study. So the study from King's oh. College in in London researchers it's the first study of its kind found that people who categorized themselves as other ethnic were 30% oh. less likely to die within 1 year of having brain cancer. Oh. Yeah, I'm just going to let that one sit there. We're we're not going to have any more wow. comments on that but I, I yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that but yeah, that was a new study that just came out. Now, the US has joined eight other countries as the only nation in the world vaccinating kids under 12. So El Salvador, Chile, Ecuador Indonesia are vaccinating kids age six or older. Argentina, Bahrain, um, China and the United Arab Emirates have begun age three while older um, uh, uh, th- three and older while Cuba is vaccinating kids as young as two. Now, this Uh. comes as um, First Lady Joe Biden is in McLean, Virginia, Elementary School on Monday and urged parents to vaccinate their kids against COVID-19. So Franklin Sherman Elementary School is where she was, was the first school in the nation to host the polio vaccine on April 26, 1954. They were the first ones Mm -hmm. in the country, and now they're the first that, like, Um, they're not the first, but they vaccinated 260 kids age 5 through 11. They gave them their first Pfizer dose at that elementary school. Now, can you imagine doing polio people was running around talking about, I ain't getting no polio shot. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) This has happened before. We've had pandemics, so just remember we're in one. Stop fighting it. Mm -hmm. Now, Although I'm, I'm going to do this story, I wasn't on the show when you guys talked about this. I, I did hear a little bit of it. But um, the defense attorney for one of the three white men charged in the uh, Amon Aubrey case uh, said the presence of Reverend Al Sharpton in the courtroom was intimidating the jurors <laughs> as the lawyer made a plea for the judge to ban any more black passengers from, uh, pastors from attending the trial. So on Thursday, he raised his concern that the Reverend's presence in the Georgia court did not find a receptive audience because the judge kind of lit him up. And it said bringing high-profile members of the African-American community into the courtroom to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of the jury, I believe that's intimidating and is an attempt to pressure or influence the jury is what the guy's attorney said. He said there are only so many pastors that they can have, and if the pastor is Al Sharpton right now, that's fine, but that's it, and we don't want any more black pastors in here. And the judge said, first of all, judge oh, wow. like you can't tell people like they're public, they're they're citizens too, so you can't isolate certain people in the public from going to court for one is what he told them. And um, he said that he hasn't heard of any distractions whatsoever. About, about Reverend Sharpton being there in particular and he added from what I hear nobody is even aware that, that Sharpton is here it was their, their attorney that pointed out that Reverend Sharpton was in there so the jury probably didn't even know until the defense was like that black man's here mm-hmm.
5: Right? Mm-hmm.
11: so
2: the judge wow. allowed yeah the judge allowed the jury to be swear, sworn in they have 27% black people in that county but they only have one black juror. So, tell me this. You don't want any black people in the courtroom. You don't want any black clergy killed a black Mm-mm. man because he was black in a neighborhood that wasn't no black people. Are we seeing a pattern here? Is their attorney acting mm-hmm. like the people who actually killed the black guy for jogging?
7: Exactly.
2: Yeah. I don't think they can mm. see the parallel, but I'm going to tell you it is blaringly obvious to the rest of us. And for the record, he came out and apologized the next day. I don't know if you guys
7: talked about this, but he yeah, apologized. it was like a, a half-baked apology. Like, well, if yes. I'm sending anybody, if I'm sending anybody, you know, anybody yes. help me if you're sending somebody, look damn well you did. Yeah,
2: it's always, a, it's always a half-assed apology just in case he gets backlash a little bit later, right? So mm-hmm. they say both things. He met what he said the first time, but just so that people can report that he apologized, but it was not an apology. He did say, if I offended, meaning that
11: mm-hmm.
2: the white people who I didn't offend, I ain't apologizing. I'm just letting y'all mm-hmm. know I'm not apologizing. It's just that if you're, if you're offended, I'm sorry you're offended, but it was not an apology. So mm-hmm. anyway, that that was kind of interesting from his perspective. Now, the CEO of McDonald's, Wants to meet with the family of two children That were shot and killed in the city of Chicago Over the past year And one of them was shot by a police By the police department So um, the meeting between um, I don't know if I want to say McDonald's CEO's name But he wants to meet with um, The family Because he sent a text message To Chicago's mayor um, Seeming to blame The death of two uh, Of a black and a Latino children and gun violence on their parents. So they, he's been facing, facing cause to resign after he sent that that text in April, and it was made public because of Freedom of Information Act. You know, of course, somebody oh. got a hold of it, they put it out. But here's what he wrote. He said, with both the parents, um, the parents failed those kids, which I know is something that y'all can't say, even harder to fix, is what he texted. Right. So thank you, white man, for telling us something that you think that we can't say. But it had nothing to do with the parents. So Representative Bobby Russ of Illinois called this week for him to be removed from the CEO of McDonald's. And the Chicago Democrat also said that this is a deplorable message and that and. one that is completely unacceptable for a CEO of a powerful multinational corporation, let alone a corporation that markets aggressively to communities of color and publicly um, proclaims that black lives matter. And now he want mm-hmm. to go out and say that. He want to blame the parents. Look,
11: um, mm-hmm.
2: I think this is Buster rhymes, but I can't remember who said this, but there's a saying – that if you've never been to the ghetto Don't go to the ghetto Stop commenting on stuff yeah. That you know nothing about
11: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, If yeah. you live in white suburbia You cannot help us With solving problems in inner cities You have no experience there And you don't even know What you're talking about The conditions that mm-hmm. exist Or why people are acting like they're at. Just shut up mm-hmm. What were you going to say?
7: Mm-hmm. That is that's, that, Yeah, you're right uh, You don't know nothing about what's going on you didn't see you make yeah. this blanket statement. Yeah, mm.
2: and and that that I find is what Trump followers do. They're so good at judging somebody else based up on their own lifestyle, but they can't see that whatever standard of living that they think everybody else is having is not what's actually going on. Like like the um I was gonna say Freddie Gray, but that should have been shocking enough, but not until, um, I forgot his name already. Who had got had his knee on his neck? I was thinking of police or oh, uh, but
7: Derek Chauvin.
2: Yeah, like like until Derek Chauvin did that, looking straight into the cab camera. People in the suburbs were like, "Oh my gosh, he looked like he didn't care." Yes, most of the time when they kill black people, they don't care. That was shocking to them that they saw it on TV. It was not shocking to us that it happened. Because your belief system, you're sitting there watching Fox News and and checking the weather outside to see what's going on in somebody else's life. So, yeah, they are shocked. And I'm not blaming them for that. I'm just saying stop trying to make decisions for people when you don't know the situation that's going on on the ground. Oh, by the way, New York's governor, Kathy Hoko, who I personally think is going to lose, she threatened action against Ben and Jerry over... The Israeli boycott uh, Israel boycott Boycott Like so The company Ben and Jerry's Now has 90 days To provide the state With compelling reasons As to why the company Should not be penalized For refusing to sell products In the occupied Palestinian territory Now she's a Democrat And she's a conservative Democrat That's why she's going to lose Right So she wants to go after a company because Israel is occupying Palestine. And the company says, hey, you are violating your agreement that you have with Palestine and you're infringing on their land. So we, as a company, are not going to supply product over there. Why would New York State governor come in and be like, oh, you can't boycott Israel? Like, who is New York State governor to do that? <laughs> right? Really? And, and she has a high approval rating from the uh, from the NRA, and she's a Democrat. So I, mm-hmm. I like to tell people that there's a lot of conservative Democrats in this piece that mask themselves under yeah. one, fairness and righteousness, and they are not fair or righteous themselves, like zero. She's trying it, but I bet you she changes her tune um, because she's got, she's got to run for election this year. And there's, like, Letitia James and Mm -hmm. those folks are coming for So she's going to be like, I didn't mean it. You're going to see her apology come out soon. Now, Mm. now this guy, Evan Newman, who's 48, gave a sit-down interview in a Belarusian state-run television station last Sunday, described how he fled the U.S. in the face of the capital, what they call the capital riots, but the insurrection. So according to the indictment filed in July, Newman, who was from the Bay Area, um, was seen in a police-worn body camera shoving a metal barricade at the officers um, before punching an officer. And when the crowd was able to storm the barricades, you know, the FBI claimed that Newman used the metal barricade as a battering ram. And struck an officer that he had punched So Newman admitted oh. to the FBI In February That he had flown to D.C. on January 5th Returned home to Millie Valley, Valley California on January 7th But by April He had sold his house Flown to Italy Before <laughs> taking a train to Switzerland <laughs> And then drove to Germany and Poland To get into the Ukraine And now he's speaking asylum oh, in Belarus oh, <laughs> So oh, What my kind of comfort God. is that? Don't that really? tell you that there was an insurrection going on? If this dude uh-huh. flies, sells his house within, like, two months, flies to Italy, goes to Switzerland, Germany, Poland, and Ukraine, don't that sound like that dude was freeing from something? And, he's and he did.
7: He's running.
2: <laughs> he's running. Wow. And he did an interview on TV in Belarus, um, and those fools blew him out of water like a coward that he was. They they ridiculed his ass mm. on TV. They're
1: and they should have.
2: Yep. It's like you tried the insurrection, you lost, and now you now you scared, man. And I, again, that tells you something about the Trump people because Ukraine, you know, as the the Trump people were kind of looking out for Russia, he felt safe to go to Russia. <laughs> that tells <laughs> you something, right? Wow. Now an ex MMA fighter he's 44 he wept he didn't he didn't fake cry like the other guy did apparently but they said he wept as the judge handed him a 41 month sentence for punching a cop doing the insurrection it's the longest sentence yet for for um someone doing an insurrection so this guy scott farlam um He's 44. He was the first person sentenced for assault of a law enforcement officer during the Capitol or January 6th Capitol insurrection. He pled guilty to two counts. And he still count. got off life. Yes, and he got off life. He got, he got no, off life. Two counts. One for obstruction of an officer, official proceeding and one for assaulting a police officer. But they said he must spend 44 months in prison and pay a $2,000 fine.
7: But, he got off But they had
2: him punching an officer's um, helmet and climbing um, scaffolding and holding a uh, baton while shouting. So prosecutors called. Now prosecutors called for the 44-month sentence, and um, they cited his MMA background, fighting and social skill and social media, where he was supporting um, QAnon conspiracy theories, and they still let mm. that fool off light.
7: Yeah, no, they did. Again. Four and a half years. Please. Yeah. 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 I'm ask you the If that was a black person that locked up for 20, 30 years. Man. Oh, they would
2: have gave him life. You know, we've,
7: we've mm-hmm. been singing
2: that Casey JoJo song as a bed up in this seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's still like 103. <laughs> like, we just been like this Why did really? I get life? Shave that song. Really? Now, uh, Margie mm-hmm. Taylor Greene's fine for not wearing American Congress have so far cost her a third of her $174,000 salary.
7: it should have cost so, answer, everything.
2: They should have gave her everything. They should have took it off. But then they didn't yeah. want to go negative, so they, they should at least give her a dollar. But uh, they yeah. hit, she was hit with at least 22 separate penalties for not wearing a mask in the house, but she stood defiant, and she now owes more than $50,000. Now, here's the beauty of that. Nancy Pelosi, they're taking it directly out of her check. They're not making her pay to spy. So, Margie Taylor yeah. Green is not rich. So, they're taking it directly out of her thing. So, just like, you know, Steve Bannon, those guys are like, oh, oh I'm not going to show up and this stuff is voluntary. They need to just start sanctioning those folks right off the bat.
7: Yep. Yep. So,
2: you know, so when people say, hey, Trump didn't do anything wrong but I don't have to testify. Hell, Hillary Clinton testified for about, what, five, six days? Like, she just mm-hmm. kept coming back, hours upon hours, and she was bored, but she was like, whatever y'all throwing at me, she let them throw it at it. These cowards are scared to even go in. They're like, oh, we're mm-hmm. telling the truth, and we're righteous, but they're scared to go up in front of people. You know how they say to the black people all the time, if you ain't do nothing, why ain't you talking?
7: Yeah. Why you yeah,
2: right? If you ain't do nothing, mm. why don't you just go in there and say, hey, about? here's what we yeah. did, and just own no. it. Mm-hmm. But apper- apparently, um, the cowards like to hide behind. I don't have to do nothing, so they're being yeah. cowards.
7: Mm-hmm. No. and Jay asked that question earlier. Would he be a martyr? Because people are saying he's standing up. He, nah, mm-hmm. damn. Nope. I think he. I think he needs that die because I, 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 I send his ass on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you
2: know, I think Mike Pence is a coward too, right? Mike oh, Pence God, yes. he had people yes. saying talking about hanging him, and he's still licking the boots of the people who tried to kill him. Or who wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah. he, he was talking about hanging you my friend. like, my people. what, you, what mm-hmm.
7: you say? You can't get me to understand that one my brother. I mean, I'm sorry. These people wanted to kill you. They wanted to do whatever they could to hurt you. And you feel like, well, no, it wasn't as bad as what they think, bull. Are y'all you your mine? more he
2: he keeps going like um, you know what this country needs to do is foul it's like what are you what is wrong with you?
8: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like bring back some old patriotic stuff, thinking that they're gonna love him at some point. He's like they hate Crazy. me now, they're gonna love me if i keep if I keep praising them
7: That's like Vanessa said he's gonna be tra- he's going try and run for president even though he needs Trump's people to win you
11: know. You
7: know. Come on, man. Grow a backbone. Be a band. Have a spine. Hey, you know, you, tell you, try, you, try, you have people to kill me? Damn you. I don't need that office that bad. uh huh. Well,
2: let me tell you this, just fundamentally. If Trump's people was needed to win, Trump would have won. See? That ain't yeah. how that works. So you can have all <laughs> the Trump people anyway, and it's not going to help you win. So, again, that's why Republicans are doing voter suppression. They're like, oh. If the same people come out and we suppress the vote, then we could win, right? Yeah. So that's why they love cheating. That's why they don't want that John Lewis Voting Rights Act to pass. That's why they want to cut mm-hmm. early voting. You know, a part of a conversation that I had with someone who ran for office um, um, in a city that's that's near me said that um, he said something about getting people out to vote and it's very different and and that guy was Republican and I said your problem is again that you think that only the right people should be voting because yeah. you can't speak to anybody else and make sense right I can speak yeah. to anybody and if I don't make sense I just won't make sense but you should not be isolating saying that I don't even want to talk to you Republicans go through life inside we don't want to talk to immigrants or or black folks or even women, but we need y'all to vote for me. So you can't. That that's like playing a basketball game against a team and saying, okay, um, can number eleven sit down and number fifteen because y'all are too tall? Now we want to play a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what kind of what yeah. kind of fairness is that? You want to take out the players so that you have a better chance at winning. So anyway, that. That seems to be what their game is, is that they're just trying to skew it enough to give them a chance, which means that they don't really have a chance. Now, a female um, elementary Indiana elementary school principal, 34, is arrested for sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy and faces 36 years in prison. So Ashley
11: Breedlove,
2: which is an interesting name, has been charged with five counts of sexual misconduct after allegedly assaulting a 15-year-old boy in her office. What? In Union School, Elementary School <laughs> in Indiana. Lord. Mm. Anyway. Well, wow. you know,
7: um, yeah. <laughs> I wish somebody yeah. would have said, Lester Morris, come to the office, please, and she was sexually assaulted. <laughs> i like, all right, Ryan, now. You know, the keep what? It between me and you, now. <laughs> Exactly. Again, yeah. okay,
2: if you if you don't know nothing, what is she? She's 34. Now, she's been yeah. a, a 15-year-old girl before. She should know that 15-year-old boys won't keep their mouths shut. <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. not,
7: That's for sure.
2: It's, it's like when you was 15, 16, or 17, little boys are going to run their mouths. Even if they tell their friends yep. who are going to tell a friend, mm-hmm.
7: they're not keeping their yep. mouths shut. So, mm-hmm.
2: I'm not... Again, you can send your comments to Jay. We're not making light of <laughs> sexual assault. We're Gosh. laughing at the fact that she is so doggone stupid to even attempt to do that without being blown out of the water. She should have saw that coming by. She shouldn't have done it. Exactly. But she's also stupid.
7: Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. So many, in so many different areas. he's stupid. All right. So President Muammar Gaddafi's son. Officially announced his candidacy, candidacy for the next president of Lib- Libya. It was six years after he was sentenced to be executed by court. Mm. So, yeah, he's he's still wanted by the the ICC, which is the International Criminal Court. But he's announced his candidacy for the country's presidential election next month. Now, again, the interesting thing to me about about that country is that it has not been. Stable Since the president was killed And so if they would have left Him in place The world would be safer But since they killed them Everybody is trying to get Libyan oil And if you don't know anything about Libya I will tell you Libya have, has with Crude oil And sweet crude oil Is crude oil That is um, You don't have to treat so much it's not treated oil as much. So anyway, yeah. everybody's been after Libya oil since who knows how long. I mean, Reagan, during Reagan, I think they bombed his house and killed one of his sons.
11: <laughs>
2: it's, we've been trying to get that dead money for a long time. So whatever you hear on regular news about what's going on in Libya and, and President Gaddafi's son, um, don't believe it. Go do your own research on, on that country. But it is not what you think it is. But anyway, so his son apparently is back. Now, people over the age of 50 is infected. um, uh, People over the age of 50 infected with COVID are generating more of a natural immunity from the virus than younger people, according to a new study. Mm. The researchers uh, from a university in Montreal found that older people generate a higher uh, number and more effective natural antibodies from covid Um, from a COVID infection in younger people. And what they're saying is that when you get your vaccination, if you've already had COVID, the amount of natural antibodies is higher. Because a lot of us probably have had COVID before. Because, you know, COVID's a cold, Mm -hmm. right? So COVID-19 is just a, a highly contagious version of a common cold, and it's more deadlier, obviously. But yeah, they're saying that if you over fifty, if you get COVID and you you're developing a nice natural immunity, um, so when you get your vaccinations, you'll be doubly protected. Mm. Um, so that doesn't mean don't get a vaccination. So by the way, if, if people yeah, really. if you're hearing this incorrectly, it's like oh I already got it, so I'm good. You might still want to get a vaccination. Oh, another news. You know. Nobody really calls him this but me until I just saw it in the paper and they actually said this. Lion Brian Williams from NBC is leaving after 28 years. I I
11: saw that, man.
2: Everybody ignored it. Again, that's what white privilege is for the rest of us, is that you can lie about something. They move move you from NBC Nightly News to MSNBC and y'all act like he don't lie. Like that's what Mm -hmm. it was, but... Anyway, the former nightly news anchor, who was demoted for making up a story um, during the war, um, he's, he's saying that this is the end, that he said the end of a chapter and the beginning of another. So Brian Williams, um, who remade his career on MSNBC after losing his job on NBC nightly news, um, of course, he made all times but a wartime story. He's leaving after 28 years. They let him retire. Again, bring Ed Gordon back. So Ed Gordon was yeah. good for the news. Do you remember Ed Gordon? He yeah. on yes, BT? and he went to NBC for a little while. They gave him mm-hmm. body... you know, I don't want to use the S-H-I-T words, yeah. assignments, but they gave him bad assignments. He did 60 minutes every now and then, but he would have been a great anchor. We have not seen... Huh?
7: The one sister that I think should take his spot. She was on MSNBC before and they did Candor. What was her name? Oh, oh Cameron? She's girl. Oh, it's not Cameron Um, She was, was, was on MSNBC name? or NBC? MSNBC. Oh, um,
2: Melissa Harris-Perry.
7: Yeah, they should put her in that spot. They should put yeah. her in that slot, man. Melissa
2: Harris-Perry is the primary person on um, NPR now. So if you listen to NPR oh, she? Station, yeah, she's, she's the primary. She and um, Tanzina Vega and someone else. But Melissa Harris-Perry is always interviewing for it. She, she's um, NPR. But, yeah, they need to bring someone back in there with a little bit more credibility. I think since Bernard Shaw left uh, CNN, we don't really have any Walter Cronkite type of anchors anymore. They're, mm-hmm. all, they're all lying, right? Like, there's no credible voice anymore in, in news. But, yeah, because I, I remember when Bernard Shaw, I think they paraphrased kind of um, CNN as the little engine that could. And um, all the other all the major networks was picking on... Um, CNN until the Gulf Wars with the first George Bush goes to war and no news service had any news about what was going on inside of Iraq and Bernard Shaw and those guys was hiding up under a a desk at the hotel describing what the U.S. was doing and everybody (laughs) turned into CNN CNN became a national power there's an interesting uh, movie about that but yeah, the other networks it was like, "Oh Lord, here goes CNN." Right? They they wheel in, their cameraman. You know, he 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 has to. Oh, I'm sorry. The anchor has to bring their own camera, kind of thing. Like they were really did not have the 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 muscle that these other guys did. But yeah, that's interesting. So uh, you know, um, it, so it, it's interesting to watch all of this stuff. But yeah, Lion Brian Williams is gone. By by the way. I didn't say that if <laughs> I didn't say that enough. <laughs> yeah. now, so OK, so going to bed between 10 and 11 p.m. every night, they said, cut your risk of heart disease by 25 percent, according to a study from the University of Ex- Exeador, or something like that. They said that they, going to bed after midnight may damage your heart as um, people less likely to see morning light. I guess I don't know what that means. They said they just dis- it disrupts your natural body clock. Now I just want to tell you this: I I go to bed probably around seven, wake up about seven thirty, and I'm up to about two in the morning. So I don't know if that counts because I go to bed before <laughs> at eleven, but I stay up late, so I don't really. I take a don't take a nap. But that seems like a quirky study. Your body clock is what it is, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that. Now, there's another, another study that says cutting out red meat uh, using vegetables, oil, lowers your risk of a stroke. Now, that's coming from Harvard's um, public health, a uh, school of public health, where people, they said, people who, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this, people who ate the most lard, I haven't heard lard in a while, people who ate the most lard. Red or processed meat were 16% more likely to suffer a stroke than those who ate less. I think the word lard will give you a heart attack these days. They don't really use crystal like they did back in the days. Really? I, I was just talking about that in, um, um, a few days ago. My father told me this. He said that he said when they were young, when they were little, do you know they used to throw out chicken wings? They used to throw them out the back of the soil. Yeah. They didn't, nobody ate that stuff. So he said, you know, you go to the white stores or to the butcher stuff, and they literally threw them out, like with the trash. So you really? nobody ate chicken wings. And I said, yeah, yeah, I was cooking in lard, and, you know, you get some grease popping on you, and nobody thought that was fun. But since we have deep fryers now, wings probably are good. But back then, you know, frying some, getting caught with some chicken grease couldn't have been fun. But, yeah, they used to throw yeah, out chicken wings.
7: <laughs> wow, that's crazy! So that's the, yeah, that's people want to look for not chicken wings, yeah.
2: restaurants with chicken wings. Yeah, they should to throw out chicken, chicken uh chicken wings, the necks, and I, I'm, I, I'm surprised at people who eat like chicken feet. I'm like, that's a, that's something that you eat. He goes, please, people they cooked everything, and white folks mm-hmm. just ate like, you know, chicken breast and other parts of the chicken, but they threw out the wings. I was yeah. like, now. Uh, you know, getting a pack of wings probably cost you a pretty pig, but costs you just as much as cigarettes. <laughs> like that yeah. I know. You're lying, like, you are lying, brother. start getting to that's, that's gonna be my answer for anything. If something costs more than a pack of cigarettes, I ain't getting it. <laughs> I, went, I, I went to a, a vegan restaurant and. Um, you know, someone told me how good the you know they made shakes, and I haven't had a milkshake in years. So I went to a vegan re- restaurant to buy a shake, and it was seven fifty. I was like, I will drink a oh, regular geez. milkshake before I ever buy another one of those milkshakes oh, again.
8: Really
2: so that my my thing now, my measurement will be vegan shakes and cigarettes. Now if something costs more than a vegan <laughs> shake, I ain't getting it. And if it costs more than a pack of cigarettes, I'm definitely not getting it. It's too much. Now, they said that, um, you know, police, uh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia has become the first major city to ban cops from making traffic stops for minor violations after they showed mm. that 72% of all of their traffic stops were black drivers. See, mm. that's the problem in this country. Philadelphia wow. was the first major city to ban low-level traffic stops. They said the driving equity bill became law after being signed by um, their mayor um, James Kinney. Because if you can't mm-hmm. differentiate, like the black people are, I don't know, thirty percent of your population, but seventy-two percent of your traffic stops you're targeting. And you need to stop targeting. But yeah, they're the first city that banned that banned it.
11: Mm-hmm. And since um,
2: you know, Democrat um, Chantel Brown won Ohio, won an Ohio seat that was vacated by um, Biden's housing secretary in a special election. Um, she is um, she won the Cleveland seat that was held by um, um, Marsha Fudd in that special election that was had. I know I didn't do any election news, so I just wanted to put that out there. It, it's one of
11: mm-hmm.
2: um, two. That was in that state that night, but um, they won. And also, I didn't mention that that guy, Glenn Youngkin, who won the governorship in Virginia, his son, 17, tried to vote twice in that election um, um, last, what was it, last week, November 2nd, (laughs) several weeks ago. His 17-year-old son tried to vote twice when his father won. But he won't face any charges because they said that he didn't lie about his identity. So the 17-year-old son of Virginia's new governor-elect was twice turned away from voting precincts on that Tuesday, and he insisted that he would be allowed to vote in Fairfax County despite being underage. He tried to vote twice. And I don't know if you know that story of the black woman who got like four years – for voting at the wrong precinct. He was yep. able and reckless to vote, but she voted at the wrong place, and they sent her to jail. This fool tried to vote twice, mm. knowing that he was underage, and they said that he won't get any jail time.
7: Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, white America, man. I know. I know.
2: Again. Now, a Florida teacher of the year who's 60 has been arrested after hitting a child, a black student, in the face over an argument, uh, in an argument over her use of the N-word in class. So Carol, Caroline Lee, who's 60, was an English teacher in Florida. She's been charged with child abuse after allegedly hitting a student who publicly questioned her using the N-word. So she
7: felt she needed mm. to put her hands on the child. I really? wish the child should beat her But And, and if, if that have, would have happened, it would have, been like, it would have been like, oh, I can't believe this black, almost, I, black child beat this child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep,
2: they would have felt sorry for her. mm mm-hmm. now, now, a California QAnon history teacher is recorded telling eighth graders that Hunter Biden had sex with his niece. And oh my lord! Hospitals are stealing babies from unvaccinated parents, and Donald Trump is still, still president. So this California <laughs> middle school teacher has come under fire um, because of that, but they didn't say anything about the teacher being arrested or fired. But there's a history teacher that's out there telling that. Uh, you know, again, you talk about privilege. If you are a teacher, and you're telling people that Donald Trump is still president. Hell, he was not acting like president when he was there, so I wouldn't even give him no credit right now.
7: <laughs> Dude, I, I was watching something uh, on, uh, I can't remember, it was like uh, Rachel Maddow, uh, no, it was Joy Reid, and she had the guy that's on the uh, Trevor Noah show, man, and he goes out to interview Republicans, and the guy, yeah, oh. he, he, he interviewed a guy, and he said, and the guy was a, a, a QAnon supporter, he said, and believe it or not, Trump is still president. He said he's president. Yep, he is. And he he's flying around Air Force One. He said, well, I thought that was Joe Biden. He said, no, it's all sick. He said, so Trump's in charge, and he's passing out all the rules and doing everything. He said, you're right about that. He said, you're damn right about that. Man so He said, Trump is in charge. Uh, how did he mess up uh, uh, the, the exit of, uh, what did we just get out of? Uh so oh, I'm a blank. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So Trump got it. Trump Trump was in charge when we got out of Afghanistan, and guy was like, "No, he wasn't." He said, "Well, damn if he's in charge, and he in charge of that too." He said all oh, I got to get. <laughs> him he's just in charge of the good things, and he lit this guy up. Man, I was rolling, man. Yeah, but this is not supposed to be in charge.
2: Hey, people pick and choose their reality, and that's all. This is all that example is for all of us.
7: Mm-hmm. Now. Uh,
2: a Texas realtor who took the private jet to the Capitol uh, insurrection with a she, she took the jet with a ma- man who she wanted to go on a date with, and he dumped her a couple of hours after being there. Right? She tweeted she is definitely not going to jail. She got sentenced to 60 days behind bars. <laughs> like so, she oh, bragged you. on Twitter that she's definitely not going to jail after she traveled to the to the. Right, she goes. She was going there just to um, meet a man, like so. She wanted to date him, so he invited some people. And she said there was another girl there, and they ended up um, getting together. So she lost the guy, but um, she was on um, she was on trial um, for four charges, and she previously asked um, the Trump people to help pay her legal fees. And she said she's definitely not going to jail. She said. Um, sorry I have blonde hair and white skin and a great job and a great future and I'm not going to jail.
11: <laughs> and she, and
2: so she tweeted before her trial that started in May, she's uh, the judge says, uh, you were a cheerleader and you cheered it on and sentenced her to oh. sixty days in jail. On a misdemeanor though, but she was actually in the building. And she still well, says, I did nothing wrong and I have no regrets. Now, that's that commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, she's in jail, but she did nothing wrong. Well, why are you in jail? Because really? they used to say to black folks all the time, right? When we're like, we didn't do anything. They're like, well, you could, you had to do something because you're in jail,
7: right? Well, right.
2: So jail. she did. Now, a former Green Beret who was accused of um, rioting on Janet... Uh, January 6th, I don't know why they keep trying to call it a riot, but for the insurrection on January 6th, he was caught after the FBI saw uh, a Zillow ad for his home with a whiteboard listing the illegal weapons that he owned. (laughs) (laughs) An ex-Florida congressional candidate who is currently in jail for uh, uh, alleged participation in the Capitol insurrection um revealed his legal cast of explosives while he was trying to sell his ho- his home on Zillow.
11: <laughs>
2: yeah. The smartest wow. people in the world actually, actually yes, that's yes, why I, I like what people say, you know, that these people uh have nice jobs and, and have a lot of money, you can still be dumb as rocks yes. and and have a PhD from MIT. Like that doesn't mean Jack. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Now, a Virginia councilman defended a photo of himself in blackface as Eddie Murphy in Coming to America by saying that the star also played a white Jewish man in the film. So, this council member said that he wore blackface out of respect and love and only dressed apart. And he now wow. issued an apology to the Richmond County WACP. See, I, I don't get what they don't get. Like, it's like... You know that that's wrong, but it's like, well, since y'all can do it, I'm going to do it. So, you know, I don't know what to, what to say about them. Now, uh, the, there's a question. Are Are you guilty of ghosting people? And for those men who are ghosting people, now, I'm not going to put myself in this until the end of the story. They're saying that you might be a psychopath. Men who end relationships by cutting off all communication tend to have a dark personality trait, according to a new study, which I don't believe. And the personality traits of 341 U.S. adults and their um, opinions on the practice of ghosting were analyzed by a team of researchers from the University of um, Padua in, in Italy. And they're saying that you might be a psychopath if you ghost people. I don't think so. I think you're smart. <laughs> just cut them off and keep it moving. That would just be my, my solution to that problem. But anyway, I guess that I'm, I'm the only one who believes that, so I thought I'd put that one out there. Also, you know, oh, I should have went, led with this, but oh, we'll save that for next, though. The U.K. has become the first country in the world to approve uh, um, Merck. At-home pill for COVID that has the risk of severity in vulnerable elderly patients. So the antiviral, viral known as uh, I think it's called um, Mononu, is um, given twice a day to patients with within a week of testing positive is what the UK is saying. Now that's not approved in the United States. But these are at-home pills that you can take if you get COVID, and it's close to half your risk of severe illness. But right now, they're only approving that in um, an elderly patient. All right, now, for people who like swimming, I just want to say this one for the record. I'll let this be our last story since we're coming close on the top of the hour. A girl who was 11 caught gonorrhea, from bathing in a hot springs thermal pool in a, uh, on vacation in Italy. So a young girl on vacation in Italy caught gonorrhea, gonorrhea from sharing a thermal pool uh, with an infected stranger. So experts say that if you're on vacation, you need to be aware regarding the risk of using hot spas or hot spots. But it was a thermal pool and they carry bacteria and germs. So be careful if you're going out. So on that note, I know that was a bad story to end on, but we're ending on that one. So I guess we'll, we'll do, do it that way. So we will get with you next week, and tune in. We'll have more news and more information on next time. So see you again next week.